Hey, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the Road Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. I got DJ Never. Yo, what up? DJ D Miles. What's good, what's good? I got Jamie the Great. Yeah. We got special guest host today, the homie DJ Moma. Yeah. yeah. Right? Straight from Everyday People LA. Right on. What's good? And uh, yo, we got a special guest today, uh, one of LA's finest, DJ for Boss, Dreamville. We got the homie uh, Night Train in the building. What's up, man? Yeah. Thank good, you guys. Man. About so, time, man. Yeah, About yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> time. <laughs> Way What's overdue. Good? What up, man? Thank What's you guys for having me. Nah, thanks uh, for coming through. Mo's yeah. a great surprise, by the way. So yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm glad he's here. Uh what do you call it? We heard you spin last night at uh Everyday People LA. Yeah. And it was fun. Did a dope set. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You were you were saying uh, it was hard to follow. Uh, it was Mo, Moma's set because he just kind of <laughs> yeah. It. He <laughs> dropped every heater known to man, right? Rightfully so. It's his party. He can do yeah. whatever the hell he wants. But I was prepared for Mo to do that. Like I, I knew Mo was gonna do that. I've been to a bunch of them where I know what an everyday people Mo set may be. Yeah. Right on. You know. So. But he so. went extra pause. He went. He went crazy. Pause. Yeah. He, <laughs> he went, went. He went crazy. ballistic. So. I burned everything above <laughs> <laughs> everything above 80 BPM. Burned, I burned. every song possible. Yeah. And I, I was telling Jamie, I was like, damn, I don't know what he, I'm going to play. He texts me, he's like, I don't even know what to play. We're like, <laughs> we're brainstorming on our text messages. <laughs> you said some mid-2000s. I was oh like, yeah, yeah, that's I'm not, mid-2000s, work. It's not going to work. But, um, you, know what al- you know what always works? That... Um, what era is that? Is that 2011? I'm on one. Uh, yeah. That whole yeah, era yeah, yeah. That, oh, that yeah. really the works young right money now. Era? Yeah. yeah, people but, just but, sing along. But people like sleep on that. They don't play a lot of those tracks, yo. No. Yo, I played it at uh, the Brooklyn Mirage last week. I opened up for How J Cole. Not bragging. I'm no. not bragging. <laughs> yo, you dropped something. Yo, you How dropped something. <laughs> you dropped something, bro. I saw it, man. Yeah. Let's talk about this though. Let's talk about you. You did uh, basically Revenge of the Dreamers three just dropped and it was like a special con a j cole concert right so um the documentary for revenge of the dreamers 3 dropped on july 3rd mm-hmm. right and uh the album was supposed to drop on friday july 5th which it did at midnight and thursday july 4th right in between cole was booked for a, a day party quote unquote at the brooklyn mirage they didn't really advertise it as a show right we knew he was going to perform. They were selling $100 tickets. His fans were like out. It was crazy. Right. You know what I mean? I saw the videos. Yeah. yeah and I knew yeah. He, he was going to do um, a 30-minute set at the very least. And, 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 and Kruger, you know, when artists get booked for club sets, they do two or three songs. Nah, Cole can do like 45 minutes. Yeah, Cole yeah. just sure. kept giving it to the fans, and he gave them a full show. He gave them 30 to 40 minutes, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they got their money's worth. Um, and then at the end of the show, Ebe president of dreamville your brother full disclosure one of my younger brothers yeah just started playing the album at brooklyn mirage Reven- it was like the, revenge of the dream be- before yeah. it dropped like two hours before it dropped mm. right. just playing track by track they're playing costa rica uh they're playing what's that uh what's the opening track with the kendrick hook uh, under the sun under the sun i mean people are just i, going I think crazy. under the sun i think that's the one i man. love that song yeah. under the sun is incredible um what else is uh i love costa rica I mean, we down, playing. down, bad. Down, down, bad. It's I, hard. Yeah, that was one of the first songs that was created in Atlanta. Really? So, yeah. So, that what was, was the vibe like? You was there, right? Yeah. All of you, both of y'all were there. We were both there, and I think that's actually a good segue to uh, ask Night Train about <laughs> Dreamville. Mo's here. 
you know, and your connection to Dreamville yeah. and how it all started and how you ended up DJing for my brother, Boss. Yes. This is, so this is why Momo comes back, bro. I'm so glad Momo's here, man. Yeah. <laughs> but let's, yeah, so you have two brothers that are that are affiliated and a part of Dreamville. Yeah. Yeah. Two younger brothers, that's Boss, uh, whose last album was amazing. Oh, yeah. Right? And then there's... um Just went go... Uh, and Eve, who's president of Dreamville. Right. Right. And who's basically best friends with Cole. Like, they went to school together. They went to right? college together, yeah. and they just started the whole J. Cole journey together, and now they're just running this amazing record label platform, nice. Dreamville. Yeah. So you was there the whole time, Night Train? I was there for about eight days of it. I got there probably the second day, and I left the, the day before the last day because we had to do a Tiny Desk performance in D.C. Nice. So, But the vibe there was incredible. It's like the most... Like, Dreamville is very family-oriented, so yeah. pretty much it was competitive, but still friendly and family-oriented. I, I got yeah. there for the last couple of days. How did it start the first few days? Like, who was there? Was it just, like, the core of Dreamville, or did they no. already have, like, all the all the like, other people, like Shmino? The and, crazy you know. thing is, like, the first two days, it was just pretty much the core and then just friends of the core, but... With social media just being involved, everybody was pretty much seeing what was going on in, in how, real time. Yeah, in real yeah. time. So invites were being made the day of, and people were flying in, like wanting who to be a part of Who thought of that invite shit? I think it was Cole. Was Cole? Yeah, it was, I think it was Cole who thought about so it. So it was basically, uh, it was like a flyer that would say, you're invited yeah. to the Dreamville Revenge Sessions. It was saying, we request your appearance. Right. Uh, you know, the yeah. Dreamville sessions, Revenge of the Dreamer sessions, and that's pretty much and how. And were they just kind of like, it was almost like a, like some type of hashtag social media challenge, right? It, no, it did. It was, it was literally an invitation. It was not supposed to be, like, oh, like you weren't supposed to post it, pretty oh, much. Oh, okay, like, okay. It was an invitation. But people started posting it like the ultimate flex. Yeah, and it it became, no, that was a fucking flex. It bro. became a thing. <laughs> it that. really became a thing. You where posted your invite, right? I, I mean, yeah, like there was a probably a hundred invites already out. I remember Momo posted his. He's like, I guess I'm going to Atlanta. Guys. I, yeah, <laughs> Pit I, stop at Atlanta. <laughs> You're yo, going somewhere. I was, again, not bragging, but this is quite a flex. It is flex. I was in Ethiopia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had to go to Brazil. Yeah. And my connecting flight was through Atlanta. It's Delta, yeah. And then they sent me the invite. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going through Atlanta anyway. You know what I mean? So I stopped in Atlanta for about 24 hours. I got in on a couple of sessions. Produce Eve, some stuff out Eve, there. if you're listening, I, I need to get that track. We made a track with Masego. Swiss Beats was on the hook. Wow. Yeah. Eve is just sitting on a vault. It's crazy. Over 100 songs. It was 158 put, songs made, like and that. only 18 came out of something Yeah, like I, so we made, I think me and my production partner, Guy Furious, we were on like two or three tracks. Mm. Uh, I still need to get my hands on them. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah but it was... It was those tracks, you could premiere them here at the Road Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. How, how were For you the right fee. How were you involved, Night Train? What, what, what I was, was like? I was a fly on the wall. I like being a guy who's just a fly on the wall. And if I don't like something, I'm just going to be like, yo, maybe not. Don't yeah. do this. Or, um, well, How many know? songs did you hear where you're like, nah, that's not it? I mean, it was probably... Uh, but they were all like in the early stages. Like everybody was creating in the moment. So... Right. You know, somebody would do a hook and you'd just be like, yeah, you know, try it, try it this way or do something Oh, so else. you were ghostwriting. Ah, uh, see what you did there. He was, he was quote, unquote, producing. <laughs> producing yeah. That's, that's no, what an executive it. producer does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yo, this, this is hot. This ain't hot. 
Yeah, I don't have the patience to sit there on a snare and fix it for 45 minutes. Right. But, you know, as DJs, we know what's good and what isn't yeah, and yeah. what could work. So if I could just add my two cents, that's really... Were any of y'all motherfuckers there when they, when they were recording 1993? Uh, yes, but I was in a separate room. That was in 222, which is... That song upset me a little bit. Why? Because it was like a really dope, helter-skelter, la flim, la flau. It did sound like... Uh, beat. <laughs> but like a, a 2019 version of... That's elite, yeah. Of the health, like the, you know, of uh, like la flim, la flau, well, it, was, right? it was produced by Elite, yeah. who's yeah. one Trust of like um, Cole's earliest collaborators, oh, who's right. actually a part of Rough Riders. Yeah, you know? yeah. So he actually comes from that era. Right. What you're trying to say is that potentially the MCs did not come from that <laughs> era. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is that it was a dope track and it was very nostalgic track and it was hard. Pause. And then you just everyone, didn't like everyone, Buddy. Everyone, every, no, I love Buddy. Buddy. I love Buddy. Or yelling. On I it. wanted to know where that concept of him cutting off everyone's verse. And saying pass the smoke, yo, stop spitting bars. Something the thing about Buddy is he's such a like it was like an inside joke or something. Nah, it no? was just Buddy being Buddy. He's off the wall. Shout energy. out to Buddy, you know. Yeah. yeah. He and was a star. Yeah. Buddy Buddy and Guap Dad are two of the people that like I've known Buddy since before he was Buddy. Yeah. He was, you know, running around Compton in LA. But um he's just that energy that's he's gonna persuade you to do something. Without him having to really persuade you, yeah, yeah, like you're just gonna buy into it, like, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. Like, let's try whatever Buddy wants to do. Yeah, yeah. And that product of that is 1993. I would have been in the room, like, don't, <laughs> don't listen to him. Like, let him, <laughs> like, let him do that shit on yeah. the vocals. But like, you know, yeah, no, turn that track. Take it off. out and post. Yeah. Yo, buddy has the most infectious energy for like, sure. He comes to everyday people. I let him get on the mic, um, in the studio, at whatever room he stepped in. The, uh, the revenge sessions, the energy just went up by 100. Yeah. He's an amazing live performer. I would Incredible. say the first time I saw him was at the Everyday People party, and I, I caught the the beginning of uh, Black. Black is Black, the, Black on Black on Black, uh, that joint. Yeah. And the way he performed it and the energy he did, I was like, yo, this, he this, got this dude's going to go far, yo. Like, yeah. He's nasty. He sounds yeah, good. He almost sounds exactly like the record. I downloaded the record right after I saw that performance that day he sounded exactly like it energy was high he was interacting with the crowd it was yeah. like bananas yeah. he looks like 19 years old yeah <laughs> he's not yeah probably was, not you know he was, like was signed to star trek he was the last artist that uh pharrell signed to star trek before oh, really? the label yeah. folded so he's been in the industry buzzing for a little bit wow it's only in the past two years that people have, you know really started to hear about him that's interesting yeah anyway i would have liked i was curious about that in general because <laughs> That's him. It That's, just seemed like some crazy shit. It's just, you know, they're all young and they just create. Yeah. You know, I was literally like getting into each verse and then. And then it's ah. And then. Yeah, no. And he cut it. And I, I was mean, like, okay. I, I remember them playing that in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them playing. I remember them playing it for uh, No ID and like the Milwaukee Bucks were there. Like the, the team. I guess they were in town playing. The and they were, just, they were just hanging out. They were just hanging out. But I remember that song. They, they played that song and. Like, No ID was, like, loving the concept of it. And uh -huh. I think that was, like, the switch of, like, okay, like, we can put this out like this type of thing. Interesting. No ID is the man who co-signs everything, right? So even when um, when Eve was trying to get Boss signed to Dreamville slash Interscope, they had to get it approved by No ID. Really? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a joint venture, right? 
So you could just have your own label, Dreamville, but it don't mean shit if you don't really have the Wait, distribution. Wait, what, uh, what is No ID's position in uh, Rock Nation or, or whatever? I think he's at Def Jam. Yeah, Def Jam. Yeah, say, yeah, he's at Def, Def Jam. Jam. Well, what's his position? What is he? He's president of something. President of something, yeah. yo. I he mean, was an A&R Is he president of a and yeah, because he w- he's the reason why, like, Janae Aiko was uh, at Def Jam and so Lo- Logic as well. Yeah. Mm. So he has he has a strong hand in that. Shout out to Noah. Noah has a huge hand in, like, the Janae Logic. I didn't even know, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I no, thought Noah D was just an amazing producer. Nah, nah. nah he's top, top executive. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's Dude, insane. And then uh, I remember I, I saw a video when they were making Power Trip, and they said that the stamp of approval was Noah D getting up and clapping to the song, that oh, it was wow. that great. That he he gives you like a good nod and that's a good like that's a good sign. Yeah, for sure. But he got up and he clapped up and he was like, "Yo, run this shit," <laughs> and they they got Miguel on the track and everything after that. We were just talking about him. I always I always just remember as like the really dope producer who did Resurrection. Comics. And he's mad. <laughs> <laughs> and he's mad cool too. So he's a dope I, uh, dude. I had no idea. You about just him. thought he was like still a studio rat, nah. just cranking out like beats on the MPC, like, yeah, on like, the SP twelve hundred. On some like another level yeah. of like Salam Remy kind of shit, you know? Just well, like, Salam Remy was uh, president at Sony or something, right? Yeah. Like yeah. all of those dudes, he's no longer there, but all of those dudes came up See, I didn't to even be top know executives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, shout to No ID. He's great. I sold, I sold Yeezy's to him before, which was, I was like, why don't you just call Kanye? <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'll just buy him. I was like, all right. <laughs> it was funny. Was so like, how did you link up with Boss and Dreamville and all that shit? Um, I was pretty much, uh, I was trying to be an, uh, an A&R at some point. Whoa. In my yeah. Damn. So I, that was one of my goals, to, like, be an A&R at a label and create records. So um, I used to work with, this company named HS87, which was Hit Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he had the Paris record going crazy. You know, he was pretty much producing everything under the sun from like 2012. You're to talking like about Wash the Throne Paris. Wash right? the Throne yeah. Paris, yeah. So um, he was producing that. And then I was just so close to everything. And I was going into these sessions with like Beyonce and shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to contribute. You know, I was DJing, but I wasn't doing clubs like like that and if i was i was opening up or something so right mm-hmm. i wanted to find something that would you know that i could contribute to and you know get some type of salary with like benefits and shit so that was that and then i came across boss on some blog and i, I just played the video it was a uh, made bail mm-hmm. so no it was lit i'm sorry lit they lit. sound similar but I lit. Love that it was song. lit yeah, yeah. It. 2014 yeah it was lit so i came across lit i saw the video and I was like, yo, this is dope. And I followed him on Twitter. And it just so happened that he was going to be in town for the first ever Fiend Shop. Um, and yeah. this was last winter this when is you the, were still DJing. This is so yeah. this is, Boss has a whole crew called the Fiends. Yeah. And it was like a pop-up shop. It's like a creative collective. And yeah, they yeah. have uh, uh, pop-up shops. But th- the pop-up shops you call Fiend Shops. And they are usually used to promote an album. So... Mm-hmm. It was last winter, then he had two out of riot, then right. Milky Way. But I caught him on the like the last winter wave and um yeah, so I just popped up. <laughs> Literally. Like I just came. Um Pause. Fucking button so far away. Yeah, why well, so far away? Yo, Peter, can you pass me a button? Nah, so so I, I remember having like fifty dollars in my pocket, like at that time. Because, yeah. you know, I was around hit but i was or like audio push and all that did but you I, buy the fiend shirt i bought a fiend sh- I, I, I spent 10 on gas 10 on parking and 30 on a wait fiend how shirt. old were you at this time i was like 21 damn yeah i was 21 
You're fairly, so you're in like the beginning stages of your career right now, kind of very early stages right now. He wants to retire already. (laughs) I wouldn't say early because I was DJing clubs since I was 16. No, you're still early though. I mean, you're going to achieve greatness at like in your 30s. No, this is what cricket does. I'm saying at that time, at that time, it was like. Don't get defensive and shit. No, not at all. This is what cricket does. I have a long, trust me, I have the longest way to go. I know. But. Um, at that time, I was just learning everything yeah. of how of the like politics and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's actually yeah. a compliment. I'm saying you're 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 doing a lot right now, and you're still in in a very early age. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. There are dudes oh, who are like God, ten. Yeah. There are dudes ten years older than you that haven't haven't accomplished as much as you have. Hey, and yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. You're in your beginning stages and. There's still so much going on. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll talk I'm about just, that later. Yeah, we'll talk about but that. But don't get but defensive. Like, no, not, not at all. Defensive. Listen, <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Trust me. Yo, you I, know when he's fucking with you, right? I, I know for a fact. Like, don't let the cameras fool I don't, you. I don't want to hear something like, no, I was doing clubs at 16. Like, no, I'm no, saying. You got to prove shit to me. No, I know, but I'm saying by that time when I was 21, I was still early. Like, it was, yeah, you yeah. know, I had five years in, like, doing yeah. the same shit over and over again. Um, so yeah, fifty bucks in your pocket. Yeah, I spent ten on gas, ten on parking, and yeah. thirty on a shirt. And then I was just like, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was just gonna go, and I only knew the bartender there. That was like a go-go dancer part time at a club. So I was like, I know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> what so, was this? What was this? Uh, the last one to shop at? It was on Melrose, Melrose in Fairfax. On that, it was like a sporty LA. Would you next just door. get like the oh, black okay. shirt that said Fiends? No, I got a white one that said Fiends mm. uh, on it. The was c- I there? The classic. You weren't there. It was. Uh, you know, who sold me my first shirt. Uh, Maddie. Maddie. Maddie sold me my first shirt. Shout out to Maddie. Maddie Peter Baller. Um, yeah. So that's I. Just, I got his number. I was like, Yo, I want to link you with Hit. I want y'all to like create. Wait, didn't you? Didn't, weren't you involved in that? I designed, yeah. Yeah, I you mean, designed the shirt. Yeah, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Craig, Craig the, gets mad. Don't I designed the Fiend shirt. He yeah. gets yeah. real mad. Don't, don't go there. I don't there. get mad about it. Don't, <laughs> don't go get there. defensive. What is there to get mad Stop about? Stop getting defensive, bro. I'm not getting defensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing to get mad about. Um, no, no. You have some real good designs, by the way. I'll give you that. No, no. Like, uh, <laughs> I remember having a meeting with Boss, and they wanted to push the Super Mookin Fiends. Right. And they came up to me, and they wanted me to push this design. I was, like, talking to one of... Uh, my co-designers at the time, I said, there's nothing, mark- there's no marketing value for Super Mook and Fiends. We have to yeah. break it down to Fiends. Fiends sounds dope. And I started listening to his music and he's like, he calls everyone Fiend. They, you know, like, so I was like, let's push Fiends. And then he's, and he's like, he loves colors. So let's just change. Yeah. Let's have every letter be a color. Right. So then when we did that, he's like, I'm not feeling that, man. Wait, so you created the the shirt that you bought? Colored? Yeah, the fiend. I the fiend, yeah, yeah. the classic colored fiend. He got yeah. rid. He got rid of super mooking. No, and then so he added the, the color scheme. Yeah, the black classic logo one we have, just the black fiends one. You created that with the rainbow colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Oh, that's dope. So, but he hated it. Yeah. And so I said, all right, let's make a couple shirts and let's make a couple hats. And they have a. Sh- I think he was opening for Cole in Vegas. And I said, let's just, we, we got to meet him anyway, so let's just give him a couple beanies yeah. and a couple hats. And I think we made like a, we made a couple hoodies and shit. And then when we dropped it off, they were like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. And they saw it in person. They were like, oh, this is kind of dope. <laughs> yeah. They started wearing it. Everyone was like, yo, I need one. I need one. And then like yeah. a couple days later, they're like, all right, let's make some. Yeah, because the white shirt I bought that at that Fiend shop yeah. had the new logo on it. Which is the new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, we yeah. made all that shit. Yeah. 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 So, um. 
Thanks for reminding me. No, no, yeah, that's dope that you. I didn't know you made it. I thought that was like. Oh a no, they play. they didn't. They like they actually hate. It. They were like, we don't <laughs> want fiends. We want super mookin. They love that. Uh, what the super mookin design was actually taken from a soccer team, right? Real Madrid. Don't say yeah, that. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, no, I've seen that shirt all around the world. And like, not only have you seen it all around the world, Fendi <laughs> eventually bit the whole Fendi, style. Fendi jacked the whole thing. Fendi so. jacked Crooked's design. Did yeah. you know that, Crook? I mean, yeah, they showed it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but at that, at that time, yeah. we had everybody kind of like copying new designs. Mm, we were kind crazy. of like the dog, the dudes, the dogs that everyone stole from, but we weren't big enough for people to know. They still yeah. do. So it was like really easy to steal. And from you us. weren't big enough to sue. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. you can't go up against Fendi. So like, a lot, a lot of people will come to us and be like, "Yo, you, you stole their design." I'm like, "No, they stole ours, but it's fine. Like it's cool." Mm. So we were just, that's what fashion, the whole fashion game is. But so anyway, back to you. So you yeah, knew the bartender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you knew the bartender. <laughs> so yeah, I just I went up. I was like, "Yo, man, I want to link you with Hit. Like, can we, like, what can we do?" So he gave me his number. Boz being Boz and such a nice person. And we linked. Well, how do you know Hit Boy? Um, I used to DJ for a group called Audio Push. Oh, oh, you were, oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. I DJed for Audio Push for what is years. That? They were like a group in LA. Yeah, they were like a, so they were like during the, the jerk movement. The jerk movement. Yeah. And then Yo. they like <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a, yeah, like very similar to like Cali Swag District. Yeah. We should establish right. that Night Train is from LA. I'm I don't from, think we even said I'm that. He's from a Downey. Downey? <laughs> I'm definitely oh, not a neighborhood from in LA. Don't get I'm not from Downey. The, Remember the that time? He forgets everything. Oh, yeah. No, but the po- the podcast people don't know that Downey is what the birthplace for all the haters in yeah, LA. Yeah, that's where Night Train came I'm from. I'm not from Downey. Yeah. I'm not from. Let's Downey. also establish that Night Train is a candidate for the biggest 2019 hater <laughs> of the year. Yeah. Wait a minute. You said you were gonna <laughs> dismantle all of that when I came I am on to dismantle it. So, but he is still a candidate for 2019 <laughs> hater of the year. The reason why I say that to, that Night Train is uh, a candidate for 2019 hater of the year is because he is the good DJ. He is like one of the dope DJ. He's like that dope DJ who's like listening in on your set or hanging out while you DJing. <laughs> thinking to himself, wow, I could really do this room way better than this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Night Train. You I wish I was going to about That's it. very true. I'm not going to tell you. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. But, but it's not, that's why you, it's not a bad thing for you to no, be the hate of the year because you're, list, you're literally the dude in the DJ booth that's like, I'm. That's that's real good what you're doing, but just know that I at any time at <laughs> any show you point, how to do this, son. I can get on and just totally make you cry. But I'm sure you, I'm sure you know. there's a million other people that yeah. can that's do every, it better than that's me. That's every good. That's DJ. every. Yeah. That's but every good. DJ. But that's how good he is. That's yeah. why I would put him on after me at Everyday People after, after, after burned I burned yeah, yeah. every single record. <laughs> like if you're not that good, I'm gonna have you play before me. Yeah, I'm gonna take the chance of you burning me. And then I'll figure it out. Right, right. But when somebody's yeah. really good, I'm like, yo, I don't even got to think about this shit. I let homie figure it out <laughs> yeah. on the fly. Thank you. No, that means, DJ Night Train. That means a lot. DJ Night Train. But it's also like, and it's also that young, um, uh, confident, arrogant energy that yeah. you only have at your age. Because when you get older, it either gets worse or you just humble out a little bit. I only, like ha- it, I only have that. I only have that yeah. when I know I can do something. You right. know what I mean? Like. Like, I know I can play a room mm-hmm. and either get through it yeah. or kill it. So right. it's like, I know I'm not going to fail no matter what. So yeah. 
It's not arrogance. It's just like I no, know. No, it's it's not bad to be no, arrogant. I, no, though. I told you not to be defensive on this podcast. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like I no, but yeah. I'm telling you right now. It's either gonna be it's it's good to be arrogant at your age. It either levels out to experience and confidence, or it, it levels out to delusional right arrogance. Even and worse. I, and I and I have so many examples of like. Arrogance, right. arrogance, and confidence going the wrong way. That like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what not to do, no, no. and I'm still learning what not yeah. to do. So. But that's why you, 2019 hate of the year. You're a candidate. Candidate, for run it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you know what? Actually, candidate. you know what? Actually, I had a conversation with Mo, and we were talking about you. And I said, so I, I want to hear Night Train. When is he back? And he's like, he's back in July. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna come out for the everyday people and check him out. And he's like, I was like, what's his style like? You know, how does he DJ? It's like, he's very similar to you, Crooked, but he's better. <laughs> and then I was like, thank you. Damn. I was like, I was like, did I don't you know, cry? I don't, no, I was like, I don't know if I like the sound of that, but <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I, that don't sound like something I would have said. Though. You said that. I hope and so. Then, and then, <laughs> yeah, he has bad memory, but he remember that. So it tells you a lot. So that's when I was like, I got to go check this. You know, out. I probably said he's like, he's like a 20. You know, 16, 2017 version of Crooked. And you just took that and no, you, you interpreted that. No, I, I remember. To mean better. <laughs> no, because Mo, I, Mo, thought, I thought. I'm better than him. Mo. No, no, no. <laughs> when you said better, I translated to like like younger and like a better younger energy. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not saying that I'm old and washed, but I think this is like a newer version of. It's like, yo, like, how's that new? How's that new like Apple TV? Yo, it's like the old one, but better. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, Wi-Fi is quick as a motherfucker. Like, the loading time is better. You know what I'm saying? You, they lost the remote to yours. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you know, you're like smiling and you're happy. And I'm when I'm DJing, I'm, I usually look like, you know, I'm having like... A stroke. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Claim. I don't know what my DJ face looks like, but, you know, I, gotta, I just... I got to like really... Pay attention and be like, don't forget to smile and yeah. look like you're having fun at this. No, event, that train you know? looks like really animated. Like yeah, he's yeah. having a great time of his life. I actually do have fun. Like yeah. every like not because you're here, but I say this all the time. But everyday people is one of the best parties I've ever played because I can go anywhere, and the crowd is so musically inclined that mm -hmm. no matter what you play, it's gonna go. Um, and if it doesn't go, you can quickly get out. But they're not gonna like. Be like, what the fuck did you just play? Right, right, right. You know, they're it's also it's also good to play a party where you know no one's leaving. Yeah, you know, for sure. like if you're used to doing mm -hmm. nightclubs and you're like, damn, this is the same circuit of people that's gonna hit up three or four parties tonight. You got to keep the dance floor rocking. The minute you yeah. see the floor, you're like, you get shook. Like, right. oh shit, I can see the the floor. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I you played it in you know, L.A. and I'm like nervous about it. No one's or like, no one's going anywhere. Yeah, so. because you know, I just I I know what they want to hear. So. It's it's just one of those where it's like you have the trappers over there, you got the girls just Snapchatting their life away on this side, and yeah, and, yeah. and like you just you play for the this pretty much Instagram moments out here, like that's all you really do. That's in L.A., right? In yeah. L.A., yeah. I mean, just the the hip hop circuit of it, yeah, you know. And Can it's you explain really that? That I mean, I want, we got to go back to your relationship with Hip Boy, but I want you to explain what are, what are the Instagram moments and how do you play for Instagram moments. Because um, <laughs> this, this is my this is my assumption yeah. of that. Well, for one, I gotta play all the new hot songs that the girls want to lip sync to uh -huh. on their Insta stories. Yeah, right. And even though the crowd might not be into it, I have to play this for the girls at the tables, 
and the, the hot girls close. to sing. It's kind of like that, right? Close, but okay, you know, break it down. It's more of a well. For one, it's it's really only probably like five DJs in LA that are rotated, maybe six, um, and all these DJs. Or, you know, I want to say they're similar but different in a sense of uh, they all have ones either very laid back, the other ones on the mic all the time. Or, um, but how you play to the Instagram moments is you have to make the spenders buy into your set. You have to you have to make them want to spend money on the women that are there, mm-hmm. and from there, <laughs> the women are like, "Oh shit, bottles coming out." Yada, yada, let me put my phone out because that's instinct. L.A., right. that's what you're going to do. So from there, as you got to see bottles coming out. Like, you got to turn it into, like, a bottle show out here. So you got to get on a mic. You got to yeah, make gotta, it a big deal. You got to make it a big You got to make people feel very special. So that the other table's special. like, I want that. I want that. No, of course. Yeah. If I make this person spend $10,000, yeah. this person's going to spend twenty. Right. Like and and that's just facts. And you got to do that musically like I'll play like a Migo song and it has to be like the Migo shit they're playing in their car. Like, oh shit, I played this in a whip. I told myself I was going to buy bottles when I hear this in a club. Boom. Right. And you got to bring it back from the top so they can reset <laughs> the Instagram moment, right? Yes. The, the Snapchat yes, moment. Yes, you, you have just gotta to keep bringing it back. You got to keep bringing it back. You have to know how to do that as well yeah, because yeah. motherfuckers are bringing it back at the most terrible spot. Yeah, yeah. Like Act Up, which is probably right now mm-hmm. the most Instagrammable song. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to play straight from the top, like straight. You got to let that dum 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 go, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that's the moment where, ah. Let me get my phone out. That's the get ready moment. Yeah. And then realize, yeah, yeah, that goes, right? Mm-hmm. And then Big Breaking Bad hold five, six figures. I think it's stripes on my something. Mm-hmm. And then find out uh, rich ass. Boom, boom, get the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as it switches off, you got to come back. Boom, boom, boom. And that everybody has their phone out. Everybody's ready. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. You know, because people are just playing it. Boom, boom. Bringing it back, like does, does it's LA, a but does it. LA parties have a a culture of bringing records back? For like sure, that? for sure, especially like with trap records, like you know, Future says something crazy, you gotta bring it back. You but that's recently, right? That's that, that started like probably like 2016, I want to say. Interesting. Yeah, well, we've been bringing record back since New York. But since this, yeah, no, yeah, the New York, it's simultaneous yeah. with more West Coast guys getting on the mic too. Exactly. Before that. The dudes weren't really on the mic, so they weren't bringing records back and knew how to, like, recoup from that. You know what I mean? This always goes full circle about how it all started back in New York. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) 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 That anything y'all are doing dope in the West Coast or Cali somehow kind of always came back from New York. (laughs) But I I don't... I'm just kidding. (laughs) But also, I'm going to kind of like... Reggae culture, though. I know. I'm kind of going to balance out crooked's uh, anti-LA agenda. I don't have an anti-LA LA. By the way, I love how much he bashes the West Coast, but he lives there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I gotta say that we, we I've been on this podcast several times and we, we have this convo a lot. Yeah. We have to distinguish between LA and like Hollywood shit. Because there's a lot of people from LA that yeah. do like dope parties that are musically inclined with like, you know, sick ass vibes yeah. and whatnot. And then there's this Hollywood shit that we're talking about yeah. with the Instagrammable moments. 
you know. Yeah. The cool the thing with me is like I can do. See, I just put it all together. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here. You're gonna stop bashing that's LA, why I'm DJ. It's LA. Me and D Miles are gonna get you're, on your you're, ass. You're like, you're like, no, <laughs> listen. This is mashed potatoes. Like I'm not from LA, but yeah. <laughs> Mom you know? was like, yo, this is mashed potatoes, and this is tater tots, and this is french fries. And I'm like, yeah, like, but it's all potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I think the difference is that, you know, the Hollywood shit is a lot of transplants. It's a lot of people that's not from L.A. Yes, oh, for exactly. sure. You know, it's 95% people that's not from L.A. Yes, because oh. now, now you say, where my out-of-towners at? And it's most of the club yelling, ah. You know what I mean? Like, um, So it's a lot of transplants, like Mo says. And in New York... Same you guys, thing, same thing. It, it, there's transplants, but it's like... But it's different. It's like, different, yeah. W- the transplants that come to New York, they have to adopt New York culture immediately. Like, if they never listen to dance hall, they're like, oh, shit, I got to yeah. start Shazamming this shit because I need to know what's up when they playing dance hall, when they playing soca, when yeah. they playing old school shit because New York culture is so strong. It's so defined. Right. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, L.A. culture is kind of like no one really knows what it is. It's like some laid by L- barbecue culture, yeah. cruising type shit. You can't do that in the club. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. That was kind of a sneak this on L.A. too. No, nah, I, 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 I get it. I get it. I'm good. Why are you yeah. defending him and yeah. then you're like attacking <laughs> yeah, listen, me? Listen, Mom would never treat me like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never been to a New York party I like besides everyday people, by the way. So. Oh, I can't no, say that. Fuck it. No, it's a lot. No, like being around Mo and like Boss, like I would have probably been late to the Afrobeat wave. You know, like... um. That being around them and seeing Mo play it, seeing having Boss play it, yeah, it all the time. It's like I had to go and research it, and then going to Africa and seeing how huge it is out there. Yeah, it's like okay, oh, this is some, this is something that is gonna be huge in the states. Like Man. I'm I'm hearing songs go crazy now out here that I heard in December out there. So yeah. it's actually it was really good for me to hear you play last night. Because, and this is not a diss, right? You played songs that I had been retired over like 18 months ago. And in the meanwhile, they kind of blew up. They became more pop. Yeah. Like I heard you play uh, Malik Berry. Oh, Control, yeah. And that shit went off. It went crazy. Right? Yeah. And a lot of times when I'm playing my Afrobeat sets and like more crossover parties, I'm like, all right, what am I going to play that can follow up? Right. Joanna and Fall yeah. and, and I'm out here like kind of struggling you're jaded and I'm like extent. I can actually bring back a lot of those tunes from yes. like late 2016 yeah, early sure. 2017 yeah. and they would hit now so I mean thank you for opening up my eyes it's kind of like what we were talking about briefly about like you know the whole Cypher Sounds and Sean Paul yeah. when Sean Paul caught oh, it blowing God. up <laughs> you could bring back old reggae 90s reggae because right. it just kind of fit in it with the whole set yeah. and it's like people who maybe didn't doesn't know Afrobeats, they're getting tuned into all of that music now because those are like the quote unquote classics. There are in fact yeah. some of the better songs ever made, right? Yeah. And now but now they get now they're you know getting pushed a little bit more to the to the light, you know what I right. mean? For a lot of these mm-hmm. you know, people who are new to Afrobeats. And, and they Afrobeats probably go to a Spotify playlist and they see this song got like, you know, fifty million listens. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. feel like the playlist like hardly ever changes. It's kind of like yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like yeah. a lot of people are discovering Afrobeats now, mm-hmm. and they're going to a Spotify playlist, and they're seeing the Malik Berry Control record up right. there. They're seeing the Wiz Kid. Uh, what's the joint? I don't even know how to pronounce it. The one Drake got on. Ojo Alekba. Yeah. So they're seeing that still up there with millions of plays. So they're like, "Oh, this is new. This is fresh." Yeah. When you played Ojo Alekba and it went off, 
I was like, I need to bring it back at that same time. Yeah. Um, because I would have been playing it a lot later in the night. Right. You know, and you played it like right at the peak of prime time. And it went off, it went off actually in LA a lot bigger than Burner Boy, yeah, went off. I, for I me. noticed that. And I was kind of like confused. That. Because all week I was very eager to see how that Yay record was going to do at an EP out here. Um, in LA. And it was a little, yeah. Yo, and I had set it up lovely because I played PSA. And when it goes, this ain't a movie, dog. And then you got that little interlude between yeah. the second and the first yeah, yeah. verse. Yeah. I just dropped Yeah from the top, and it was just kind of riding over yeah. that eerie let's, moment. Let's explain, because a lot of our listeners probably don't know about that record, the Yeah uh, Burner, Burner Boy, Boy record. That's yeah. I saw videos of like uh, you playing in Toronto and in New York, and everybody singing yeah. this part that goes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like you can almost you, you literally take the beat out and everyone's singing yeah 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 yeah, yeah crazy yeah, yeah. man and I'm, then but L A tends to be a little bit later right and on yeah. the response time for for yeah. joints like that you right? know it usually it it would it would be maybe like six months to a year behind but I just thought because of social media and because everybody is Snapchatting or like Instagramming that song I would have thought that L A would have been more up on it you know yeah yeah but yeah. it, it kind of hit but i a solid like seven or eight out of ten it yeah. didn't really i was smash. very surprised i was very surprised i was like why is this not going crazy and when you played ojo Alekba, that, that was through the roof that went stupid yeah. and i was very surprised because he went on and he's you know i know mo was gonna play it's his crowd he knows what they want so yeah, yeah. for me to see a record like the Ojo Legba or the Control Malik Berry record go crazy. Mm -hmm. It was very surprising, and it gave me like a little confidence, like oh, okay, you could still play this and they'll love it. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was you, very play, you played Iskaba, and that went off too. Iskaba went off. There's this other one, Panto Panto Ranking or something. Panto Ranking. Panto Ranking. A couple songs. Yeah, that that was a dope. Like, did you play uh, I'm Available? Is that the one you played? I'm not sure. I just have it labeled as Panzo Ranking, but that was a record I've never played in my life. I'm available. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm available. Yeah, yeah, that's fire. Yeah. That's dope. That was dope. Yeah. And I had to find a way to play On My Mind by uh, Georgia Smith. Because that, went that off. always goes off. That went yeah. off. So that was the way I could do it. Um, I noticed he didn't play it. One of the, you know, that right, was right, the right. one, the only one he probably did not play. <laughs> you know, everything else was pretty much gone. But the only time you didn't get, you burned. know, I didn't do like dreams and nightmares. I didn't do any yeah. of that. Like, I honestly didn't think. But I didn't it think was, you wanted to play. Yeah, that. yeah. I did. I because to be honest, I feel like coming into like everyday people or even like I don't want to be known as just the hip hop DJ. Um, I, I feel you. I want to at least show my range to a certain extent mm -hmm. and yeah i just i don't you know that's Wait, such a what's the bad stigma of being in a hip-hop dj quote unquote to you be stuck like well, limited to, to me yeah it's, i'm very limited like you be, I they put you pigeonhole you into being a hip-hop dj yeah exactly like but, but limited with like what doing like radio or nightclubs or both yeah like uh, which is a huge reason why i don't do radio right which is um I don't want to be put in a box of just playing a certain genre, right? Because um, I can play everything else. And so, could you have done radio? Let's say if I'm, I'm a hater listening sure. on the internet, like I did radio. I did, I, I did Shade Forty Five, but that was, I, I didn't have, like, I didn't have boundaries. I could play curse words. I play right. whatever I want. You did, you did like guest spots for LA Leakers on Sirius, yeah, right? Yeah, I was a regular yeah. on it when I used to uh, work with the Leakers, but. Um, you know, I just got busy, and I couldn't really keep up with doing a show every right. week. So, 
Um, yeah, then I, I helped on, on the Dre show for or Apple Music, so. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Beats well, 1? Yeah, the yeah. Beats 1 one. Yeah, I helped Justin. Oh, Justin? Yeah. Um, so you did the Dre show on Beats? I mean, I didn't, yeah, I didn't do it, but I, I helped on it. I don't want <laughs> to fully, like, you know. Yeah, you were involved in it. Uh, yeah, I, I was involved in it to a certain extent. So, but at this Signed point, you NDA and everything, but it was cool. At this point, you you kind of realized you didn't want to do radio, or it wasn't for you. Or no, was I was honestly just doing it to help a friend out. Uh-huh. Like I wasn't like I didn't want nothing out of it. I just I was doing it to help a friend out. Right. And then um, probably two months into it, I went on like tour with Audio Push, and that's kind of how I like just you know got away from it. And then uh, you went on tour with Audio Push. 2015. And that's where you linked up with Hip Boy. No, I've, I've knew them. I've known Audio Push since 2009 when they were getting booked at Arena in right, Hollywood. Yeah. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was my first gig ever, by the way, at Arena. And uh, Mickey Ward was headlining. It was actually um, the night AM died. Oh, Rest wow. in peace. Oh, rest yeah. in peace. So that was my first gig ever. Wow, that's crazy. And <laughs> I was bummed out, like. You know, I studied AM, Jazzy, like all of them. So to find that out, like at seven o'clock and have to go DJ at, well, I was on at 930. The club opened at 10, like, (laughs) you know, like I was just first gig ever. But yeah, that's, I was like bummed out and it was just weird. You know, it was weird. Like it just didn't feel the same. And then Mike had passed too, like around that time. So yeah. Yeah. So like you, you, you brought up that you didn't want to be pigeonholed. Or label as like a hip hop DJ. Yeah, nah. Um, just because. Um, but it, I don't really think that's a bad thing in this era right not, now. Not right now. No, it's not a bad I thing think at like all. Ten years ago, it would have been bad for sure. But I, I think, I think it's actually a good thing nowadays. It's a great thing. Yeah. It's a great. I've, I've, I've excelled so much just because when that whole uh, EDM wave was coming, 2010, 2012, like the LMFAO, Crooker stuff was coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was still doing house parties at that time, and I was, I was the hip-hop DJ at all those house parties. Right. So um, I always stuck with it. So to see it come back now is, you know, like it's easy for me. Like I mm-hmm. know what's been hot, what hasn't been. And, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So that was pretty dope. But you still think there's like a bad stigma to be pigeonholed? Or you're just saying for everyday people, like you didn't want to be pigeonholed? No, that's what everything. Like I, like I can... Like, it, it being a hip-hop DJ, I mean, you guys are in Vegas, right? So yeah. you guys can tell me more than I know about what that stigma is in Vegas. Like, if I would want to do Vegas, like, being a hip-hop DJ, I'm sure now it's perfect. Like, they want that. But, right. you know, who's to know five years down the line? Like, I think there's two differences in a hip-hop DJ. There's either a hip-hop DJ that does, like, top 40 clubs. Right. And they call hip-hop open format. Right, so just I w- because they don't want to call it hip hop, <laughs> I yeah. would say I'm that. I would say I'm an <laughs> right? open format DJ. Right, I would say that. Like, if I was to be labeled as something, it yeah. would be open format. So, like in Vegas, I am like I think I'm a hip hop DJ, but yeah, I, I'm an open format DJ because nightclubs don't want to be labeled a hip hop club in Vegas. Right. So, if anyone, if if in Vegas, I would call anyone a hip hop DJ. I call friends in a hip hop DJ. Yeah, sure. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, like, no. He represents hip hop in yeah. Las Vegas. Right. I'm too much of a whore, so I call myself an open format DJ. Not, and I, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like you get, I feel like you get way more opportunities as an open format DJ. It's like you can come do. I see. I think you get more opportunities being labeled a hip hop DJ now. I mean, nowadays, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Nowadays, yeah. But, yeah. but what know, he's saying is that but, it's just the most current wave. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's just like once know. upon a time you didn't get opportunities as a hip hop DJ. For right? sure, and you had to be an open format DJ. Well, no, also you don't call know the mashup. So that's I was a mashup DJ, <laughs> and then when the EDM wave that. came up. It was like, well, mashup's done. It's EDM. Mm-hmm. So then we were just kind of like, well, you guys. No, what were saying? But, but there was. No, open I see what format. you're saying. Like five years from now, you don't know what's what's gonna happen. I don't. It yeah. could go back to how it was before, where yeah. nobody want a hip hop DJ. They yeah. want I'm, more of an open format DJ that could play all types of music. Yeah. I don't think I've, that's ever gonna I've happen never, again. I've never had this combo with friends, in, but I'm curious to know as uh, how he maintained when Vegas wasn't a hip hop. No, but like he he when he maintained because there were still hip hop events and parties going on. Right. They just weren't on the strip. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then he still had residencies. Yeah. He oh, still okay. was like doing but, his thing. But you know? Dre's wasn't open at the time. Right. When ED, the EDC yeah. took over in Vegas, so he was like doing EDM, strip parties. EDM. EDM. Yeah. It was doing yeah. Vegas, so he was doing parties off the strip. Okay. And I think to Crooked's point, I think Vegas learned its lesson. Like I don't think it'll ever be that heavy in one genre ever again. No. Right. Okay. Because. That's While they were killing it, making millions upon millions of dollars and giving these huge six-figure contracts, yeah, it it wasn't sustainable. Does Omnia have a hip hop night? Yes. Okay. Yes, they do. You mean Omnia? But, oh, no, they have a hip hop night. Room. They have a yeah. room, yeah. which would and be the Ling Ling room. No, that's Ling at Ling Ling that's at Hakkasan. Oh, okay. That's Hakkasan. Oh, there's yeah. a heart of Omnia. Heart of yes. Omnia. Heart of Omnia. Sorry, yeah. I love those flyers, by the way. Like with the little heart and yeah. the gray. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. Those rooms but go off. Do they? Yeah. I've never like I've never seen. That like I've never been to like Heart of Omnia, yeah. but so I don't know what a hip hop DJ in Vegas, you know. Yeah, if you were to come to like, like Heart of Omnia on a Tuesday, like when I went to Vegas, I saw never DJing. The only time I went to Vegas was because Cole was doing light, like the pool party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you were doing daylight. Yeah. Um, the nightclub at light time. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. at yeah. light. So that was my first time seeing a hip hop DJ. Or not a, not a hip hop DJ, a DJ playing hip hop in Vegas. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. So it's like I don't know what that looks like, and I don't want to just be the hip hop DJ, not out of fear, but I just I'd rather be open format and just have tons of opportunities, like be open to many opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just hip hop parties. No, I get you. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So that would that's my only thing with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I just think I don't think there is that heavy of a stigma on hip hop. Right now, it's of course just, not. I just think nightclubs don't want to be called a hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like a light, nightclub, light but a DJ heavy. can be called hip hop. Yeah. Light is heavy hip hop with hip hop DJs. Like, um, what's the guy from Live? He does Live on Sundays. Stevie, 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 Stevie J has a residency there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like those DJs are hip hop yeah. DJs, definitely. And yeah. I get it, but at the same time, I want to be able to do a light. And right. still do a Hakkasan at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so no, that's understandable because yeah. we have friends um, that are Latin heavy DJs, and they get stigmatized as being Latin DJs, but right. they can yeah. do all kinds of yeah. different rooms. I, I grew you know up I mean? playing family parties, reggaeton, yeah. salsa, cumbia, all that. Like I grew up playing that. Like yeah. I can do that. Stay in touch with that, man, because yeah. I think I think the next wave in those big clubs is going to be that up tempo Latin music. It's, it's the crazy, dembo, yeah. and it's going to take over because it's like a mix between. Familiar sounding shit and EDM. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got that, you got that tune Pomposo or something like that. Yeah, all that, that. shit is stupid. <laughs> I play I mean, that record in any crazy. room. In any and it'll room, go it'll go off. And yeah, I was just like, you Yo. played reggaeton last night as we were leaving. I, was I like, played reggaeton. Yeah, Mo yeah. was like, he's like, I think that that with that pocket could work, and I was like, you know what? Like, let me try it. Like, I'm I not. think I think we heard uh, 
Bailey, Bailey, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's on our way out, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, like yeah. that that's I the even, thing. With I those. even saw the first I'm like, he's playing reggaeton in there? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah no, that's credit to Mo who, like, sparked it in my head. I was like, you know what? Let me go for it. Like, let me just yeah, do yeah. it. Um, and, and thank God it worked. So mm-hmm. that's the thing about those parties is, like, people won't leave. Like, they're there for the music. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's definitely... To like and I what I love about everyday people is that the LA version is very different from the New York version. Yep. Yeah. And it will be very different from the Miami version. Yep. And it'll be different from the Toronto version. I'm sure the UK <laughs> well, version will be even you know. Well, you know what's dope about this it. This is my first um going to my first everyday people in LA. What's the difference between the LA and the New York version? Well, I just think uh, New York is more like on top of everything that's not hip hop. So LA is up to speed on all the hip hop and R and B, but New York is so much more advanced in in the other genres, everything from dance hall to Afro beats, soca, even like house music. So Mm -hmm. we can really go a lot deeper in that bag. Oh wow! And it's maybe a bit more fun for me, but because LA is a newer party, the energy is higher in LA. The people are less jaded. They've only had everyday people for a couple years, and you know you can just play, yeah, Usher. Uh, you don't have to call. You don't have to call, and the people lose their minds. Yeah. You know, so that's a lot of fun for me. You think but, it's a yeah. cultural thing as well? Like of maybe. Course, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of '90s, hi- 2000s hip hop parties popping up in LA. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, as far as like uh, maybe there's more West Indian, African yeah, people. Yeah. In, yeah. You know well, that's the thing. You have that mixed in with the everyday people vibe. It's the perfect party because no, that's well, what everyone wants. What you mean is that New York is going to be always more culturally diverse. Right. And right. They, there's, oh, okay. roots, there's roots with reggae. Yes. yes. And yes. so he could play more reggae. There's, yeah. You have a larger following of African crowds too. For sure. So he can play more Afro beat. And then there's Afro house, right? That you Afro play. Afro house to South Africa. So there's stuff, another yeah. layer that's his other party that he has with Ellie Escobar, which is Dance, 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 mm-hmm. where he plays dance music, uh, disco, and Afro house. Yeah. So then there's now another layer. And the thing about L.A. is that what I wanted to point out is I actually think they're ahead with hip-hop. I think they're more ahead with hip-hop. You have a point on that. Yes. I'm playing more new hip-hop shit here. Yes. And it hits a lot yeah. harder than it does in New York. New York is behind yeah. in hip-hop. Except for Welcome to the Party. <laughs> are they, the are party. they up on that record in LA? Not yet. It's Welcome a to the party. I, I give it about like two weeks. Which part? Which which Welcome record to is? the party? Uh, Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke. Yeah. Welcome to the party. It's crazy. Biggest in the record Coast. in New York. Yeah. Really? It's, it's stupid. Gonna cross over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Gonna cross but back over. back to your point. Um, yeah. Well, I have a question. Do you think is because of the cultural differences from the East Coast and the West Coast, or is it because the part that party in New York doesn't want to hear that specific hip-hop the new hip-hop at that party because it's so different no, from no, no. like what you're used to well he can explain it but new york has more of a melting pot of cultures you've got puerto rican dominican yeah, yeah. you've got uh jewish uh chinese korean black like but there's layers of different black there's like international black people from africa uk um, right. Then there's like you know the Caribbean black, yeah, West and there's Indian. all types of like African Americans, yeah, African Americans, the Bronx. Yeah. 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 So there's different layers to it. So there's always going to be more of a culturally diverse music selection, and we've we've talked about this multiple times yeah. about New York and that those layers. Like when we were talking about how reggae was on the radio in New York, but reflected. maybe only Sean Paul was playing on LA radio. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You know no, what I'm saying about the hip hop being played are you saying they're slower over there than here because everything's coming from la 
All the new hip hop that's popping right now is coming from LA. LA. Yeah. Yeah. Majority of it. Oh, yeah. it's mostly it's a lot of South shit too. It though. is South, but a, a large yeah. majority of it. There's not a lot of new New York shit coming out that's really affecting the whole country. Yeah, like when we play in New York, like the biggest records have to be like classics, Shab- Shabba Ranks or mm-hmm. Ferg uh, Work, and and then we'll sprinkle in a couple of new records, but it's mostly so my the women. Ty- my tie most- by Sweden wouldn't work. New York. My type is huge because the twerk music is or yeah. universal. That's right just now. a that's just a woman yeah. like women. But that's a, that's, that's a hot record. girl summer. That's yeah. like a pop record. That's a, like a that's a a, a, a it's pop like a record. mainstream hip hop record. Bro. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but like for mainstream. instance, so I tell you what wouldn't hit as hard in New York is like pure water. You played pure water yeah, last night. Yeah, that would not hit uh, in New York. Is that DJ Mustard and that's Quavo? Mustard, yeah, Migos, yeah. And Migos. That shit went off really hard in LA. Yeah. That would be a even, filler. Even 100 bands. 100 bands. 100 yeah. bands yeah. 100 went bands. off so hard I've never you. heard it. Yeah. I asked him like what the fuck is this? <laughs> that wouldn't even that wouldn't even be a consideration to play mm-hmm. in New York, I would think. Right. It, I, I wouldn't play that in New York. Yeah, like yeah. like even going back to bringing back records, like when I go out of town and I don't play the same way I would in LA. Mm-hmm. Like I get accustomed to what they know and what they like and I'll like input my style that way. Like I'll yeah, like yeah. I'll keep that core of like like I'll go early, I'll listen to the DJs and I'll try to insert my style like in small ways. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I wouldn't bring a record back though in like Toronto. Or I would, I would bring a record back anywhere. <laughs> nah, I'd, I would, I'd be in yeah. fucking Kansas City. I'll no, bring that shit back. Nah, We're uh, bringing it back, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like Kansas City. Pay attention. Pay nah. attention. I kind of feel what Night Train's saying because there's like a certain level of arrogance with bringing a record back. For that sure, you have to feel so comfortable with you, doing it. I don't usually see in your backyard. I don't give Thank a fuck. But if it's a big, it's a big record. No, no problem. No way. I feel you on that. There's no way. It could be the biggest record of all time. They're gonna be like, stop fucking up the song. I feel Let like, it go. <laughs> maybe. Nah. I feel well, like, I saw those faces yesterday when a few records were brought back. It's like, yo, why is he cutting off my like? Part? Those are transplants. Yeah, but that was so always a New York that's thing. When, that's why you gotta say, pay attention. Yeah, pay attention. Learn something new. This is this is what we and do. Over it's here. actually it's like it's time management. You know, like a lot of DJs will for bring sure. it back to extend the set for because sure. you you have to play for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of these songs you got to cut out after like the first hook. Mm-hmm. But if you bring it back from the top, you're getting the first hook twice, yeah. and then you can get out of it. Like, in L.A., doing a two-hour hip-hop set, like, I will stop the music and talk to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, get involved with them. What would, What are you saying? I mean, I, I like, <laughs> I've done it so, like, these are the same people that have been, like, not well, been going to the club. Pretend, like, like, we're the crowd in L.A. What would you tell us right now? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I know this guy, Brandon. Like, Brandon always, he's the guy that has all the girls in the fucking booth. Like, he's the guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll stop the music. I'll be like, yo, how you doing, Brandon? How's it going? Oh, you only brought 10 girls today? Like, it's a slow day? What's up? What are we doing? You do this while the respect crowd is there? It, respect throw, it. Throw me a lob. Like, there's no music going on. And I will have this conversation with you. Really? And everybody's just, you know, just, but you have to own it. Like, yeah. you have to, like, yeah. have a certain confidence. Yeah. You know, there's no way that's going to work any, anywhere else. Like, I have to, like, you know, or there's a girl sitting down. And wait, I wait. Just, I want to talk about you stopping the music and talking to Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is like a skit? Like, what does he say? No, no he'll just skip. I can't hear him. I don't know what the fuck he's telling me. Like I get like, but you know, I know he's smiling. Everybody's yelling. So like, then I'm over here and I have a I have a table and I'm looking at you talk to Brandon. Yeah, and, and, and then, I see you looking at me. I'm gonna divert over there. I'm just gonna be like, "What's up? What are we drinking over there?" 
I need a bottle of whatever you got. I get it. You know, so that that's and the, I just, the, those the Instagramable. You're trying to like get every yeah. all the bottles involved. Of course, and I'm on cue with the light man. You yeah. know, the light man knows when to cut it off. You know, mm-hmm. or whatever. If there's an artist in the building, and I know that's interesting. Like yeah. I've never really. It's a show like that. That comes for me. It comes from the touring and all that. Like I remember that in hip hop hood parties in New York, where they would have bottle wars, where it was one of those times like when they would have like a dealer. They would have like I remember this one time, oh man, there was this one NBA player, Stefan Marbury. 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 I think it was him. The franchise. It was Stefan Marbury at show on Forty First Street. Wow. It was him on one side with his table. And it was like some drug dealer on another one. Yeah. And the drug dealer was trying to prove that he had more money than Stefan. That's, That's kind of yeah. hard to do for that. sure. And he probably did. He did. <laughs> and he, Stefan came out with the biggest bottle or like, I don't know, the biggest, hugest, whatever magnum that they had paused. And then the drug dealer finally just took out like, yes. like two bands of like 20s. <laughs> And just threw them in the crowd, <laughs> and, but you and know, everyone stopped dancing, and everyone was on the floor picking up like the twenties. That's yeah. gas money, man. And he just looked at Stefan like, "What?" Yeah, but you what? know, you know and who then, loves that. You let know, me see who, you throw your credit card. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. You know I'll knock somebody that? out with this black card. Yeah, the black yeah, right. card on. Them. <laughs> but that's the only time. But the DJ didn't get involved at all. No, I will get involved. Yeah, I will. I will. So you would have been like instigating a show. I will instigate. <laughs> what you gonna do, Stefan? What you gonna do next, man? It never gets to the point like well, it'll get into a shootout. But you know who loves that the most? Who? The owners or the general managers? Yeah. Because you're making them money. That's interesting. And you're back next month, maybe mm-hmm. two weeks. That's really how it works. Like, which is why they rotate the same five. With me, it became a thing where I was doing clubs like whatever clubs and i had to do a celebrity party constantly for me to get noticed by like promoters and gms that were going to those parties they were like yo who the fuck is the kid you know like why aren't you booking the top dj in la like why is he doing it mm. kind of got to show him though that's what's up yeah. can i say that uh night train took my gig as boss's tour DJ. <laughs> wow. I didn't take it. I didn't take it. I think it came at a point where you knew Mo, knew I didn't want it. Yeah, he didn't want it. I was I was at the last winter show. Mo was DJ and I was there Wait, as a fan. Wasn't boss's first DJ Eve? No, it was me. Nah, nah, it was me. It was you? Yeah, was Cole's me. first DJ. Was Cole's Eve. first DJ yeah. was Eve. <laughs> but he wasn't really DJing, yeah. right, was he? We call him DJ yeah. Press Play, right? Yeah, yeah. DJ Press, Press play. play. And we have a duo, me and Eve, we're called uh, Management. Management. Yeah, <laughs> what is that? What is that? We're come a from? DJ duo. I mean, it's management. I do a lot of the road management for Boss. Like, oh, know, I kind of wear many hats. Yeah, yeah. Know? And I, I, I remember it. in the beginning stages, everyone was helping to pack mm-hmm. online orders. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did merch up until what last year. I was packaging everybody's clothes up and yeah, sending yeah. it out. But you know, you was mad humble then. You <laughs> wasn't the 2019 candidate for hater of the Yo, year. Listen, I'm, I still am. I mean, everything's for the greater cause, man. Like you know, yeah. I know if 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 he doesn't win, we none of us win. Really, so, like so. So then you linked up with Boss, right? Yeah. And then, be, and then you just took his job. <laughs> no, but he, this is what really happened. Like I, I met Boss, and he was in LA because Cole was doing Forest Hills Drive album. He was recording right. it out here. So I was doing clubs. So boss would always hit me like, yo, where you at? I'm here. And then mm. it would be like, um, it'd be called Couture at the time, a small spot. 
Um, and he'd be like, all right, cool, we on the way. So what <laughs> he doesn't know this, and he'll probably find out, but he would pull up with like 20 people or like 15 people, whoever it was. It was all dudes, you know, Hollywood, all right. dudes. Yeah. Um, so I told the promoter, I was like, yo, look, like, I'm not, like, I don't want you to, like, stop them, pat them, pat them down, whatever, just, like, let them walk it. And <laughs> it used to be, um, and then I was like, he's like, how many is that? I was probably, I was like, it's probably like 12 dudes. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. Um, and I was like, I'll pay for it. Just let them in and oh, we'll wow. take care of it after. Um, so I was making probably like 150 um, a night. Yeah, a night. <laughs> so now you're negative $70? Yeah. I'd be, <laughs> every dude is $20? I'd, be, I'd be coming out of pocket like, now nah, I wouldn't come out of pocket. They'd just be like, yo, it's, it's cool. Like, you know, I'd just be like, yo. It'd just, be a wash. Yeah, I would just like yeah, call it know. even. Yeah, it would be like yo, just call and, it even. And what what were you trying to accomplish with that? Nothing. Just establish the relationship. Not, not that e- was I was his boy. Yeah, that yeah. was just like it's a friend move. That's that's a that was just like you know they're I would, in town. I would never do that. <laughs> I know you would. I would do that. <laughs> yeah, so I know you wouldn't, but I, know. I don't know. I was just never. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's been my thing. I just like you know, like I don't like I'm just you know. That's, just why, have that's, why, done it. that's why we don't DJ for no rappers. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not touring the world. <laughs> I haven't paid for it. I had no ulterior motive. Like, they were just in town. Like, I, I didn't. You were even, a fan, too. I did, I, yeah, I was just, like, taking care of them. Like, I didn't, I didn't even know there was a, posi- a position as a DJ. Like mm-hmm. for him, like I was just helping him out. Like, yo, you want to come I out? Think, have fun? I think Boss knew I didn't want to do it because I did uh, the first tour for him last winter. Yeah, and I think I was still working in corporate, and I took like a week off from corporate. So, so people I, don't know you're like a genius engineer. He's, <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he said in his episode. Yeah, but they, they did. The new new listeners don't know your genius. Go back to Mama's episode. <laughs> where he used go. to build hospitals and shit. Shit like that, yeah. yeah. Not only that, like, you remember you said that he'll come hang out with you in Vegas, and he'll be <laughs> early as fuck on the couch approving, like, blueprints and all this shit. Shit like that, shit like, like he'll that. He'll be up early. <laughs> we would have been up till, like, 8 a.m. Yeah. Because the, the night before, we would have been, he would have been at my gig, then we would have <laughs> been to Rhino. Yeah. And then we would have, like, eat. gone to get something to eat. Yeah. So then he's like half drunk, half a, like half asleep <laughs> on this conference call. Yeah. And then he's like muting it until they say his name. Oh, yeah. And he'd be like. It's classic conference he's like, call. He's what, like, what, what, what's going on with breakfast? What's going on with breakfast? <laughs> so I'll be making like a cheese omelet. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, you, you I'm like, yo, you want to, you want like a toast? He's like, yeah, toast. And they, they'd be like, oh, mama, what do you think of that? He's like, oh, Yeah. Well, the complications with that are blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm drunk. And then he he be and then he like he get his corporate voice on and then he'd like mute it. It's code switching. Yeah, yeah. And then he'd be like, yeah, you got orange juice, you got orange juice, and he'd be like eating this cheese omelet and shit yeah. and handling corporate like building a new hospital in yeah. like I don't know Milwaukee or something. That's but, funny. Yeah, but uh, anyway, to that end, um, I was still doing that and I was touring for Bo- I was touring with Boss because it was the first tour. Yeah. It was really really important for me to be a part of it. You know, they were rehearsing in my apartment in Manhattan. It was Boss and, and Ron Gilmore. And we Yo, set shout up, to Ron, bro. Ron Gilmore, He's very genius, talented dude. Right, yeah. genius. Man got plaques. Uh, in my apartment, we set up my turntables. We set up Ron's keyboard. And we rehearsed that whole tour, uh, the last winter tour in my apartment. And then we hit the road. <laughs> and when we hit the road, it just occurred to me that I can't do this shit. Like, yeah. getting in the van and driving from, like, Dallas to Houston. Shit. So I was just like, listen, I'm not getting any money out of this. 
Yeah. I'm flying. <laughs> I'll meet you guys in, in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I will meet you guys in Boston. And, you know. You're too I, high maintenance. I was too high maintenance for yeah. the tour life. And, and Boss knew that. So by the time he told me, like, yo, Night Train's going to do uh, my, my next tour, I was like, oh, I thought you'd never, <laughs> I I never ask he, to uh, fire me. I remember yeah. he just, I think he, I was with him. He's like, yo, uh, you trying to do this uh, run real quick? <laughs> like, yeah, sure, why not? Not, I didn't think it was going to be like six weeks and then fucking Europe and, you know, like, I had done. What was your first tour? It was it, had, it was the audio push no the product tour no 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 with boss oh with boss it was a uh, two how to riot yeah two how to riot oh, okay, was the first cool. one yeah that's a good tour man that's a, yeah. it, it was, was definitely yeah. like a step up from last winter for sure last winter we was doing like a hundred two hundred yeah. three hundred people at at most yeah and then mm-hmm. um I think we did like fifteen hundred in New York and L A um wow. for the milk for the two how to riot yeah they thing. had a pop up shop and on Fairfax. Yeah, and, uh, it was pretty fucking dope. It was packed out, like a lot of fans packed out. And then I remember um, they wouldn't let. I think he was. I don't know if he was chilling outside, but it looked like they didn't want to let him in. Ron Gilmore was outside waiting to get inside. <laughs> that's right. Little pop up joint. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. But that's yeah. what Ron what is some of the skills you learn by doing a tour, being a tour DJ, that you wouldn't necessarily learn, um, like you know, just doing clubs and shit. I feel like. Engaging with the audience and being on the mic are one of the few things that yeah. you kind of have to do more on tour. Not and really, really talk to them. No? no, no, not really. Not with boss, at least. Like, yeah. if, if like we gotta like beat the case, how we call it, um, I'll go out there and do like a five ten minute Dreamville set right. just to kind of get them ready. But you're not like, yo, what's good? How you <laughs> nah, doing? When it, when it comes to tours, we have a set show and we're gonna give the people what they want and perform albums front to back but i'm saying to. when you're coming out to warm up for boss yeah are you engaging with them for or sure you, i'm yeah. like with the dj shit yeah i'm engaging with them but you're like, not talking like you know yeah i'll talk to him i'll say something like what up um yeah. you know it's dreamville yada yada the whole spill um the whole dreamville spill but i think but what he's saying is that once the show starts once the show starts there's less onus on him to engage with the crowd like you got other artists like if you've ever seen like future or some of these like really big hip-hop artists their djs do all the hype yeah, it's right. not it's not about me like when it comes to his stuff, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm there for him, and right. I'm there. I'm his music director, which means like I'm setting up the show. Right. We're doing this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and that's that. Um, it's it's about him. Like I, it's tailored for him. To got shine. it. Got it. Got I'm it. playing the background. I'm throwing up cues to the front of house guy, the monitor guy, light guy, mm-hmm. um, our keyboardist. So right. I'm calling the plays from behind. But and, more so, yeah. I think what Crooked meant, like, do you feel like you have to keep the crowd engaged before he goes on? No, not or at like, all. They're not there mean? for me. But you you yeah. don't even always have a DJ set before the show. No, I n- yeah, you, it's You mostly rare. don't. It's they rare have, if I they have. They have uh, opening acts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, there's opening acts. Okay. And I'm doing those, like, on tour. Like, yeah. I'm. That's where I'll engage with the crowd because they're going to see me the most before the show. Right. Which I'll do every act up until... Bo- I'll do the whole show pretty much and Boss as well. Because you, you know DJ Spider, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. DJ yeah, Spider. Spider what, yeah, yeah. I met him at Hyde, by the way. Yeah, yeah. In Vegas. Oh, yeah. for real? For the first time ever. So, like, Spider went on tour with Blink-182. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, which, yeah, which, that. Isn't, which isn't, like, typical. But what he said, what he learned by being on tour with Blink-182 was really engaging with the crowd. Yeah. Like he had to talk to them. That's like the thing. If they, because yeah. it's, I mean, I mean, he's doing arenas too, like like right. huge arenas. So like he can't just DJ. He has to talk with the crowd. It's almost like what we were speaking with with the big band and 
and cypher sounds there's a lot of pressure when you're doing these big arenas there's a lot of pressure and you're talking yeah. you have to engage with the crowd for sure and it's more mic it's more mic heavy yeah. than music you know right. what i mean I remember, so i was wondering if that's what you were you had to go through you I, know? I, I actually did one i failed because um one of the opening acts had missed his flight this was a cold show in virginia a college show mm-hmm. so they threw me out there for an hour Holy to fill shit. up that spot and these That's are all pe- long time. these are people waiting to see Cole. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can can't imagine play no Cole. No, of course not. Yeah. I can't play no Cole. Whatever. So like, you're, you're kind of shut. So up. they threw me out to the wolves. Like you know, like we gotta fill this hour, and I'm so fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna go do it. But it did not matter what I played. It it was not gonna go. Yeah, but because that, they're just so that just happened to me. Yeah, that did I, happen to me at Brooklyn Mirage. Yeah, before Cole for an hour. Yeah, going after DJ Clue. Shout out to the legendary Clue Minotti, who yeah. ran all the big tunes. I mean, he even <laughs> ran like the, the reggaeton, and yeah. he just played all these massive, massive tunes. And then I had to get on at from eight to nine, and do an hour before Cole. So yeah. I did that whole. I brought a different energy because I started like shouting out Dreamville and all the Dream villains. If I say Dream, y'all say Ville. Yeah. You know, I was able to do that for like 15 to 20 minutes yeah. without playing any coal. And then I had to just like really dig deep in my bag to just make people sing along. I was playing Poison. I was playing whatever right. yeah. I had to. I was playing Be Faithful. That's how I, I wasn't trying up. to be musical yeah. at all, right? And then Eve saved me. <laughs> Eve pulled up and was like, yo, yo I just, I don't want people to think that Cole is just hosting. So we're going to bring Cole up to the balcony and you can start talking to him and be like, yo, Cole, how you feel about doing a few songs later? I was like, please do yeah, that, that, right? That works. And then I was like, yo, I heard Jay Cole is in the building. Yeah. And everybody looked up to the balcony and literally 7,000 people rotated like, synchronized swimmers right (laughs) with their phones up yeah and they're like we want coal we want coal and i'm thinking all right how do i follow this up without Mm. playing the dreamville record right and i forgot i just said when i say dream y'all say ville and i I played kendrick all right right yes which is like kind of like uh uh you know an affiliate yeah of of dreamville and all of them and crowd went crazy (laughs) and then after that i did a, a kanye set that started off with Father Stretch My Hands and went into like the older Kanye, which I know Cole was a huge fan of. So he's on the balcony rapping along to All Falls Down, like just just mouthing the words and the crowd is like rapping with him. And I'm like, all right, I just bought myself like 10 minutes of this. And then we went into like swag surfing and I was able to close it out. Uh, But it's really intense to prep a crowd without playing the artist's music. They threw me out to the wolves at light one time he did it uh, like, I think we won't call and they start booing sometimes yeah, that, they're like boo that was actually my first time ever playing Vegas period mm. I had no idea what the fuck to do so um, I'm going out there playing energy shit energy shit energy shit but they're all just standing there Yeah. and I was just like alright let me fucking figure this shit out <laughs> that's when you gotta <laughs> interact with them that's where you gotta yeah, interact yeah. that's what like the, he said the whole Dreamville spill like mm-hmm. yeah it's Dreamville yada yada but like I it's I went out there and I was like, damn, like I gotta get my shit together yeah. or at mm-hmm. least gotta figure it out because I know it's not gonna be the first or last time I mean mm-hmm. the last time I do this. So that kinda helped me, you know, interact with the crowd and like just understand what they're there for. Right. And mm-hmm. it not give them that, but like gear them up for it. Cause Spider would, would say that everyone like when he did the Blink one eighty two thing, he said everyone was there for Blink one eighty two. Right. So even when he 
tried to play music that he thought was like he would like well let me do like a remix of this that they know yeah and then they, they don't want to hear any edm remixes no, no so way. he started slowly realizing he's like oh papa roach kind of works with <laughs> a blink 182 crowd he started thinking like oh you know i could play this and i could play that yeah i can play some you know some 41 or whatever like that i can start playing all these other bands and then he started taking that negative energy of them standing waiting for blink 182 with their yeah. arms crossed and started being like Y'all not ready for Blink 182. <laughs> yeah. You guys just are, you just want to stand there and hate on me all night. And then they would <laughs> laugh. And then he would yeah. drop something else. But yeah. he was like, it was about turning that negative energy. Of course. That's what Making them laugh. For. And then like, y'all, yeah. all y'all on the front, y'all trying to hate. Y'all waiting for Cole, huh? Y'all <laughs> waiting for Cole? All right, yeah. man, I got you. Yeah. You want me to drop some yeah, shit? You you gotta, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got to do that left side versus you, the yeah. right you side versus the, the middle. Yeah. You get everybody hype, and then yeah. you play be faithful. They're it's, standing it's, it's there totally for hours. Totally different animal, yeah. They're standing there for hours. From the They're blind up before the spot opens. Right, yeah. And they're going to rush to the front, and they're going to stand there. And the longer it goes, the worse it's going to go for right. you. It's <laughs> exactly like when you guys open up for, uh, for an artist. And that f those first two rows is just people looking at you weird the whole time. Yeah. You yeah. just got to get on the mic and really just like kind of just be like, yo, y'all, are y'all yeah. ready? Like y'all paying? No. Y'all yeah. know YG's in the building? Shut the name <laughs> out. Exactly. Yeah. Is that LA in the building? And yeah. then you got call, you have to talk to Brandon too. You got to find your Brandon in the crowd. Which nah. you have to <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, not wait, trying to, I'm not trying to talk to any Brandon in the Talk about it. Yo, Brandon, like, listen, listen, today? listen, but, but I mean like going back to the Brandon, like Brandon, everybody knows Brandon in that building. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's easy. There's yeah. no, there's no Brandon in Vegas like that. Exactly. And that would not work. Yeah. So, which is, I will not play the same way I do out of town like I do in LA. Oh, no, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just got to have tough unless skin, you, man. Unless yeah, you bring Brandon sure. with you every time. Yeah, Brandon's <laughs> a prop. Yeah. 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 No shot. You're 10 girls, no. you're the prop. Yeah, like, well, my, at the end of the day, like, when I, what I want to do is go into the playing festivals. Like, I do play festivals now, but it's not about me. Right. And mm -hmm. if I do do it, I'm doing a warm-up set. Mm -hmm. And it's not stuff I would play, you know? So... Mm -hmm. Uh, like, you have to go through this to know if you if you want to play festivals, you got to know front to back what goes into them, what do the people want. Yeah, that helped me a lot because when I was, I think when I was doing that first year with Boss and we were doing last winter, he had booked a couple of festivals. He had yeah. booked uh, what's the one in Montreal? Oshiaga. We got that coming up. He had booked Oshiaga. Yeah. He had booked uh, Quebec City. He had a whole Canada tour, yeah. something out in British Columbia, and I was like really. My first time, like rocking to ten thousand people <laughs> who a hardly knew who the artist was. Yeah, and that's when we came up with that old school set. Yo, by the way, I'm gonna say this: we have this thing called the moment set. If you see me out there and we do the moment set, you know what? <laughs> I'm not up there DJing. I press play on them. I had to tailor it a little bit because right, it, right, right. it dragged a little bit, but yeah. I tailored it now, and it's just hit, hit, hit. It's some shit I used it's, to do live. It was like maybe like Hip Hop Hooray yeah. into like a, a Rough Riders Anthem into Old Dirty Bastard yeah. into a few, into uh, Onyx, Slam. Onyx Slam. I was just doing it live, live. And, and then, it sounds like a summer jam set. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it like really is. And we, and we play that at festivals. Like that's yeah. at every of our festival sets because it's like the break point in... Okay, we did. So is it pre-mixed? It's pre-mixed. Now it's pre-mixed because pre I sent it to him. I yeah. threw it in Ableton. Yeah. And I sent it to him, and I think you touched it up, I and he made it, it like a bit so smoother. So are you just are you on the mic just talking shit? I'm no, I'm on a mic, but I'm also scratching. Like, I do, like, a scratch point, like a, a set, a small, so just so it doesn't look like I'm just up there 
fucking just standing like, there. Like David Guetta. Oh, so you're doing like an EDM David DJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's yes. my MoMA? No, yeah, no, literally. <laughs> it's called, but it's yeah. called the MoMA. Night Train yeah. is fucking up the whole game right now. <laughs> With his <laughs> pre-mix set, yeah, man. And he's no, pretending uh, to scratch. No. He's scratching to I make did, it seem like he's still DJ. I felt terrible. It's industry I felt, secret. I, no, I felt terrible. No, I think you should it. embrace it more and and don't even stand behind the DJ booth. Just nah, walk to the front of the fucking yeah, stage. We can't do that. No, no, no. no. Like it's just not like our dynamic. You know, it's just not something. We no, you know, because like, like boss is still boss, boss is still, still there. there. Yeah, it's he's during, turning it up. It's during boss's set. We used to break up boss's set with like a little old school. Like, yo, yeah. we're from New York City. We're gonna do some New York City hip hop shit. You, home you know, it'd be more interesting if you're like, you know what, boss? Why don't you come back here and play some shit? <laughs> and then you come in the front and just listen, amp them up. We, we did a tour in London. It was just, uh, in Europe, and it was just him and I, two men, like one month yeah. festival set, festival tour. Yeah, and. We didn't have a set show. We didn't have a keyboardist to buy time and transition or like we didn't have none of that. So mm-hmm. we would wing it every night. Like for the first yeah, week. Yeah, it's called hip hop, my friend. Yeah, yeah DJ I mean, and a rapper. <laughs> but he, yeah, like he would come back. He'd be like, yo, what do you want to play? He'd point at my laptop. He'd be like, uh, all right, let's do this. And the crowd was like, ah. Like yeah. it was so organic and winged that like. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but back to the moment set. Back to the preset. It's, it's, you, it's he made oh it. God. He made it. I touched it up. I I touched it up. So it's a collaboration. And yeah, it, I mean, it will forever be the moment set. Um, and, and it, it still it's goes. So, it still goes. <laughs> How long? I don't give a fuck. What you say? That shit still goes. How long is the set? It's probably like three a, minutes. Three, yeah, like a minute oh. and a half too. It's like three. Yeah. You can't DJ it live. Like he probably could. I could if, but I just rather not. Yeah, it's generator. so perfect. <laughs> it's Welcome. so perfect. Welcome. I oh, love it, it's got a. I love sa- It's got the sound of the police, right? Sound of the police. Whoop, whoop. That's, that's the sound, sound of the police. And then it goes into, into Rough Riders yeah. anthem. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And then that's when you know everybody buys into it. And this is when you're texting or what are you doing? Or no, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm still like. You know, are you like finishing a roast beef sandwich <laughs> underneath the DJ booth? I still booth? have to transition into like what's next. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Oh, yeah. lunch. I'm tough. I'm, that's, I'm, tough. <laughs> that's tough, that's right? Tough. And then I'll do like a fake. Scratch, Yo, we can't you know? we can't shit on any EDM DJs with the pre. Those days are over. Days are over. Damn it! Yeah, I trained. Shit with I now. let the cat out the bag, man. Listen, that was, that was the industry that, secret that, that got the out. Equivalent of playing a Crooklyn uh, Dodgers break. Not yeah. Crooklyn Dodgers, a Crooklyn Clan. Clan. A Crooklyn Clan. Do you even break. have the needle on the record or the CDG playing? I use CDJs. Internal okay. mode. Just because it's hip hop and people <laughs> jump around and you can't right. risk a needle skipping. You saw what happened to. Uh, Fuck, I forgot. Calvin. Biggie's DJ at that time. I oh, forgot his name. On the MTV. Big, Big, yeah, Cap. He, Big yeah. Cap. He threw yeah. a water bottle at him. Yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> you know? But. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Is this a good time to talk about uh, the DJ phase? Oh, yeah, the phases. Well, you've been using them. Right? Yeah, I've been using them, yeah. I love it. Yeah, but not, it's hit or miss because mm-hmm. yesterday, everyday people, one of them wasn't working. One of them wasn't working because I <laughs> unplugged my laptop after my first set to set up somebody else. Yeah. And when I hooked it back up, you know, maybe I had close Serato, something happened. But usually, by and large, when I'm rocking by myself, yeah. I'm beginning to close. It's, it's, it's smooth. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But they do have uh, a few glitches. You know, we talked about. Uh, one deck being faster than the other with the pitch. Yeah. yeah. And then we don't know why it reads as a red signal on your Serato bar. Right. But uh, I do have some very reliable intel that they're working on all of that because 
they're actually working with Serato directly. So that's the crazy thing about the phase is that they develop that shit by themselves mm-hmm. without having any of the backend software or information from Serato. They literally just built that shit by themselves. And now they're talking to Serato and Serato's opening up the entire backend. Right. And they're fixing everything. And they're all gonna do it through uh, firmware updates. Uh, that, that's where I'm that's yeah. when I'm gonna buy phase. That's yeah, what you should. Because yeah. we heard about that like about a month ago, right? Yeah. We heard about a month ago that they were working with Serato. So yeah. Peter, you know about this, yeah? Shout out to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peter's been Sunny. updating us on Facebook like every week about this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Shout out to Sonny and Cut Corners. Love those oh, yeah. Guys. We're yeah. actually... We're going to meet with them tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Love those guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't... I'm not going to brag and say who gave me that info, but it's very, oh. very reliable. I'm not even going to be that guy. Okay. Damn. But after the fact. You know. All right. Cool. Good to know. Wait, I wanted to talk to you about <laughs> another thing about being a tour DJ. Yeah. And how does it affect your local gigs being away for that long? Because it's like almost like if you have residencies, could you have been replaced during that six weeks or oh, two months that you've well, been gone? You I'm know not, what I mean? Listen, I'm not even a constant DJ in L.A. Like, I don't get booked every weekend at all. Like, I have to spend if I go on tour for a while, I have to spend a month. So you're coming you're, out, you're taking a potential face. You're taking oh, a potential L for I, your local city. I'm taking an L regardless. Yeah. And, and as far as my personal career, like my professional career, like uh, I'm taking an L. But, um, you know, it, it's for the greater good at the yeah, end yeah. of the day. Because there's going to be other opportunities that present themselves. Right. To you. Like I'm, you're putting together an album. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Just tiny, a tiny bit. Wait, um, wait. You're putting together an album? Yeah, I'm putting together an album a la Khaled, but a lot better. You're, um, wait, you're oh, going to be the new Khaled? Where's my fucking gunshot? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a shot. Bro. It's on the hype button. He just <laughs> said he's going to be the new Khaled. I just, I, no, he said he's he going to be better, album. Than, better than Khaled. Better than Khaled. He said better, better than Khaled? Better yeah. than Khaled. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to still, wait, 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 wait. still be able to. Wait, did he just say he's not arrogant? No, he is. No, you're asking me. You're asking me what it's gonna be like, and I'm telling you, better than Khaled. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to a certain extent, I don't have all I do is win. It's gonna be better than brown paper bag. Come on, man. (laughs) But you mean what did he say last episode? Uh, Brown brown paper boy. Brown paper boy. Yeah. Yeah. Brown paper boy. Because yeah. I was missing it with a don't duffel I, bag boy. Duffel bag boy. Just, I, I had it. <laughs> so, so I said paper bag boy. So you're 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 working on an album. I'm working on an album. I just figured that I've over the years, especially living in LA, this is like entertainment capital of the yeah, world. The yeah. um, mm-hmm. And I've built so many relationships with artists, and I've done so. You're much paying for a lot artists. of entry fees. <laughs> about I don't two hundred dollars worth of shit. I don't know if I want to have a like, glass yo, on it. Yo, hit up Nitrate, man. He like got your admission. <laughs> yo, hit up Nitrate. He got the admission. <laughs> take, yo, take one for the team, bro. Yo, listen. You bro. and your crew. You and twelve of your friends <laughs> can come hang out with Nitrate for I mean, free. Yeah, no, that's that's always gonna be it. That's it, part like, of his writer now. If you're my yeah. friend, you're more than welcome. It's, <laughs> it's Nitrate plus fifteen. <laughs> He's like, yo, it's my n- my rate right now is seven fifty plus nine- twenty mail admission. It's nine train. <laughs> <laughs> twenty mail. Like twenty mail admission. That's yeah. Bad. Shit. All right, man. <laughs> At least twenty people will be here. Yeah. <laughs> bring, uh, he yeah. called up all the goons, yo. I got twenty. Man, twenty listen, mail. I got twenty mail. He's in inside. a group chat with all the goons. Are like, you know, yo, call dips. <laughs> the last twenty. You want to know? You want to know how I got my first couple gigs in Hollywood? I would sell tickets to the club. Yeah, that's that was everybody. 
you know, and I would make three dollars off every ticket. Yep. Well, that's but I but I would yeah. give some of the tickets away. So the profit I was making, I was really paying off the other tickets. Mm-hmm. So that's like you know I'd be on at nine thirty like I yeah. said club open that's at crazy. ten yeah, yeah we had to do that shit. so I would do that I, like, you give me fifty tickets um, and sometimes I would front the money for all fifty so it looked like I sold them all really it didn't matter if the people didn't show up they wanted to see the tickets sold that's crazy yeah. yeah Jamie you didn't do that right I did that I did that I'm not saying what DJ made me do that but I did that and then I sold him some shoes and he's like. I was like, yo, you owe me, you still owe me 200. He goes, yeah, but you owe me 200 in tickets. I was like, all right, I guess we call it. Oh, even. fuck. Wow. Yeah, nah, yeah. I wouldn't. It was one of those things. So do you think, you think like a, a trust fund kid could get over like that and just buy 200 tickets? I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I yo, mean, let me get the pre-sale tickets, I'm, how much were you selling pre-sale tickets? I was at 10. I was at 15. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, 10 for the pre-sales. And then 10 for the pre-sales. After like a certain week, it would be $15. So you would have to sell these tickets in order to just DJ? In order for me to yeah. have a 30-minute set. And mm. before, like, it was like a 10 o'clock. So are they still yeah. doing this? I hope I not. I did that three, four years ago. Oh, my God. I did this in 09. Momo, we, Momo you got to change the, the DJ lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is a, it, it means you like. You want to DJ everyday people? You got to <laughs> yeah, sell, sell tickets. 20 yeah. pre-sale tickets. <laughs> Yo, fucking DJ pyramid scheme. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's fucking Ponzi scheme. Yo, it's a cold world, man. LA I was is cold, doing it. Yo. Yeah, I was And then it. It, was, it was you, and then you're battling up against 20 other DJs doing the same yeah, shit. At that time, I had four other f- DJ homies that um were djing and you know i was on at 9 30 he was on at 10 the other one was on at 10 30. was your set time arranged by who sold the most tickets yes i don't know that I would be know. amazing yeah that, that was that <laughs> yeah. was part of probably, be like, probably i'm headlining tonight <laughs> no you never no, headline never you never headline all the all the ticket djs were done by 11. yeah Oh, damn, wow. yeah, damn, that's sure. crazy. Yo, my mind is fucking blown right yeah. now. <laughs> you got to change the way you do everyday people crazy. line. Crazy. You got to yeah. change the way Yo, you do my the pockets line. is about to get fat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that money was going, but you it was know. going to the DJ's pocket. Oh, yeah, shit. to the main Probably. DJ. And then yeah. the main DJ was saying, "I'm bringing all it of these people." It was a promoter. Yeah. It was a promoter. Was it a promoter? Shout out Marvin. Well, yeah, uh, so it was Marvin. I'm, wow. Oh, yeah. I remember Marvin. You remember Marvin? He was doing arena at that time, and then I only did it for a couple weeks. Then I met V. Vico. Vico gave me Shout a shot. To Vico. Yeah, Vico gave OG. me a shot. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be like DJing in Hollywood if it wasn't for Vico because I was doing uh, Empire. Empire was open at the time. Yeah. Um, a lot of these college parties. Um, yeah. 18 and over clubs. Yeah. 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 yeah then I, from college there, on Thursdays. yeah, from there I linked with like this team called Brotherhood. Shout out to Don and Ray. Like they were throwing events, like club oh, yeah. events, and they I would just open up. So I have a question. I know you go on tour and sometimes you lose some residencies or you lose certain opportunities here in mm-hmm. your city, right? But I mean, uh, do you think you know as many people or have or have such a wide range of no, like? Because you guys, you travel all. the world, right? Yeah. So you're like more open and receptive to like more world music and yeah. knowing what's going on outside, right? right? Exactly. And is that kind of? Do you think that's that's better than having local residencies that's way a better. little bit. That's yeah. way better because I don't want to be locked in LA. And I mm-hmm. not no shot to anybody, but I see like like I said the It's same, a big world out there. Same yeah. five rate rotating DJs doing LA clubs yeah. and you know, yeah, I'll yeah. slide in here and there. Pause, yeah. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um But that's been for a hot man. It's been for like three yeah, or four years and, that on the same five you know, being rotated. But the, you know, and these are great guys and they know the LA scene just, you know. Mm-hmm. And but that's that's my advantage where right. I can do 
uh, LA party and at the same time travel to Europe and do a European you party. Do, well, so. you, you, you did like a Khloe Kardashian's birthday, right? Courtney, yeah. Courtney Kardashian. Kourtney's yeah. Sorry. Yeah, how, how'd you get that gig? Hold on. We, we all thought that was Photoshop. <laughs> that shit looked like a Photoshop <laughs> That was Photoshop. <laughs> and Cricket was like, yo, you think it's I, Photoshop? I was like, so, I don't know. Yo, His reflection's on. on the floor. <laughs> on that You had Courtney next to you and Chloe sitting on your lap or no, vice versa? Had, uh, Paris Hilton on my right, I want to say. Yeah, Paris That's going to be the color for this, Paris episode, this episode, by the way. Right, and then Courtney on the left. This should look um, Photoshop, yeah. I've just, I've known them for a while. Like, I'm from, from the valley. Where? I'm from, I was born and raised in the valley, like San Fernando Valley, Northridge, Wilton What is Hills. the valley? It's over the hill of Hollywood, yeah. yeah. So wow. wait, why, why, why would they have you over there? How do you know these motherfuckers? <laughs> I've done, um, I did Kylie's, like, high school homecoming, Kylie and Kendall. Um, and that all came from me DJing for Jamie Foxx for a couple of years. So Jamie Foxx kind of like discovered you. He didn't discover me, but that was like the first <laughs> fucking party. <laughs> that was the first like big celebrity party I did. And then. But he's a random party. Was it like a fight party? It was random. I got Mike Jones hit me and he's like, yo, are you free? I was like, yeah. And he's like, yo, I need you to come DJ. I was like, all right, cool. I think he was his barber at the time. Um, was oh, this? I was thinking about Mike Jones 334 Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I always get that <laughs> um, yeah. Was this the BET party? After party? Um, I d- it was the week before The one with Drake? Yeah It was the week before Oh, okay So it was the week before that party mm-hmm. um, And it was just I think it was something for his daughter That turned into like a party Like some last minute shit And then So um, Mike Jones the barber Hit you Mike up. Jones. He's a DJ now. DJ He's Young DJ. Jones. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. He just travels and does like Wait, too. Cool stuff. We were talking about promoters turning into DJs. <laughs> we got barbers turning into DJs. Oh, man. I know so many barbers. Actually, one of my best friends, Jesse, who I was with when I got that call, me and him used to DJ like all the time, like house parties and stuff. He turned into a barber. He actually owns a barbershop in Las <laughs> yeah, Vegas. DJs who turn into barbers. Um, wow. Off the, it's off the strip <laughs> by the college. That's crazy. Yeah, he t- no, it's wild. Yeah, it's wild. But yeah, no. Um, he called me to do the Fox party that week, and then um, the next weekend, I, I guess I did all right for that first. One. I was nervous as fuck. Um, I they called me back for the BET, the Drake one. Jamie Foxx called you. Um, uh, no, J- Mike called me. Mike he's Jones. like, he's like, yo, he's like, yo, let's run it back. <laughs> like, right. yo, who is this barber that's like hooking you up with a list Hollywood <laughs> shit? Mike, yo, he's a, he's a master. Like he he got a mouth on him. Pause. Hey. I paused. Goddamn pun was Yo, he'll he, like he'll just have spark a conversation with anybody. <laughs> Holy like, shit! Wait, I, I gotta get my bearings. <laughs> yo, I'm in LA. I need an LA barber who could potentially you. be like a superstar agent. <laughs> this, this sounds like no. nah he was just like cause he had heard me he he was friends with Vico who I mentioned and then so Mike Jones discovered you he didn't discover me either like it was just like you know like yo you're available okay he tapped you into this market he, ta- though, he yeah. tapped me into Jamie for sure he gets the credit yeah, to Jamie that. Fox yeah. to Jamie so, yeah. so he discovered <laughs> that's a semi-pause that's what I'm saying he, like, he, he, <laughs> he discovered you pause worthy <laughs> he brought you into the celebrity world he brought me into this that that yeah that's where it started cause there's no way your dirty finger, fingernail ass would have been near the <laughs> that's pretty good I was fucking doing <laughs> club nights with Marcus Houston in Alhambra like 
You oh. know, <laughs> what songs was he performing? <laughs> clubbing, clubbing, up in the club, dancing club. <laughs> club. Yeah. Yeah. club. Wasn't Joe Budden's on the remix? Yeah, it was. I haven't heard that. And I think R. Kelly's on there too. I feel like I feel like Crooked. You had that on vinyl. I did have it on vinyl. Yeah. I think he's, it was on an R&B mix and I made. you probably had doubles of it. I did. And I did bring <laughs> it back. You brought it back? <laughs> I remember I used to hear Crooked made like 2004 bring back that. What was that new edition record that came out back then? Hot Tonight. I Hot love Tonight. Hot Tonight. Yeah. I just remember hearing this. That's one of my favorite bringing songs. Bringing it back from the top. Yeah. I love on Hot vinyl. Tonight. Yep. <laughs> you had it on vinyl? You were bringing it back Hot I was, Tonight? I was a yeah. kid watching it on like fucking BET jams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. That was good. Uh, that was a good interlude. Thank <laughs> good you. Good memory lane. <laughs> like we said, we were bringing big records back <laughs> in New York. It didn't yeah. even have to be big records. Yeah. Yeah. We'd bring back Hot tonight. Hot like, tonight. Let's bring it back. <laughs> Y'all bitches yeah. ain't paying attention. I'm gonna bring this shit back. Y'all ready for this? That's honestly what it is, though. When we bring back records, you have to let the crowd know. You don't. If you don't know this, you should know this. Yes. And you have to pay attention right now because. This is a big fucking record. And it just honestly, like, I don't, I hate it when DJs play huge records and they, they spin it like it's a regular, a regular record. record. Yeah, I hate mm-hmm. that. Like, you gotta make some kind of noise yeah. or do something, either set it up in a really big way. Yeah. Or you gotta, like, make every, or keep you bringing to, it back. You have to make it a moment. Yeah. You I gotta kind of annoy certain people. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so they, they they notice like why is this motherfucker bring this shit back? It's like <laughs> oh shit! Like everyone's wilding the fuck out. Yeah. I guess this makes sense. Right. If I hear you a DJ what? play the intro version of Act Up, it's like damn. Oh man, yeah, that record. No I don't justice. even think I own an intro version of Act Up. I, had, I, I, I own. A, by the way, after, by the way, you can find a DJ city. All that West Coast DJs playing intro shit got to go out the window. Whoa! Wow. As said by a West Coast DJ. Yeah, that's what I said. That's the first time I ever heard that one. Wait, you're telling me? Yeah, I'm telling oh, you. Oh, you say I have to stop saying. Yeah. Oh, not, it has to go out there. Like I we, thought you were making a PSA. No, I, I mean that too. Like we don't do that. Y'all used to. No, like yeah. we don't even yeah. play party breaks. Like any, like that's like some 2011 shit. Yeah, 2010 the party shit. breaks out the window. But once again, you know, there was a group of people that were called DJs in LA that were You're here showing before your you. age, bro. You're no, showing they're, they're, your age, bro. Yeah, but I'm telling you the history <laughs> of what it is. Don't get defensive, nah, Patrick. Nah. No, but what I'm saying is this it's th- like... You know what he's saying? Just proves my point of everything coming back to New York because you're just starting to DJ how we're DJing out here by no, dropping I, shit on the one. We don't even do that sometimes. Then what do y'all do? So what do you do? You drop it on the course. <laughs> nah, we... I, like, from what I like to do, like, there's a lot of, like, important I know what you're parts. Doing, yeah. There's a lot of important parts in the record. But I'm saying dropping it on the one, you can also drop it on the one sometime later in the record. Oh, yeah, for sure. Doesn't mean you drop it from the top. Okay. No, no, no. But I'm I'm joking about all the the stuff I talk about, Cali DJs and West Coast (laughs) DJs. But no, there there is a culture that started from way back of just you guys are known for mixing and using eight-bar intros. I mean, you guys created... The concept of eight bar intros. Yeah, I'm just saying because because D Miles was outnumbered last time and and I just got to bring it up. And no, but I mean that dog. is the. Co- I'm not wrong, right? That is the that is the. It I was mean, no. it was at a certain yeah. point, yeah, yeah. but like that AM, you that made it, you made it seem like you go out anywhere and I Listen, were playing like it's the I'll radio. Let, I'll let you or talk you, to me. I'll let you say that to me like confidently. If this style of DJing lasts another. Like talk to me in like another five years. I will. No, it's and fine. And be like, yo, since 2011, I just said it. We've been do, we've been dropping it on the one. I'm I like, just, okay, okay. I just I'll stop said it because 
I only said it because D Miles was outnumbered last time and he Thank couldn't you. get out of it. So. No, nah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're not really. I'm not really serious about it. I know it's you're just, not. You know. Trust me. I know you're not. You're no, no. Good. I, I love all you Cali DJs and I West know. Coast DJs. Yeah, okay. we love you, Vegas. Whether you drop it on the one or blend it in with your eight bar intro, we love you. Have horrible DJ yeah. names that you claim every other episode. Yeah, Cali DJs have the worst DJ names. You said West Coast in general. I mean, West Coast, yeah, but you know, I'm directing it more towards Cali. There's some <laughs> awful names that came out of it, like Cali DJ names. Night Train. So, <laughs> where did Night Train get, come from? Yeah, where'd you get that? Um, I wish I had a fake deep story for you. Everybody tells me to have a fucking fake deep story, but I, I don't, and I'm just going to give you the real. I used to live close to a Costco, and there was a train track, um, a railroad track. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, one of my first names was Scissor Spins. Which was horrible. Yo, point. Yo. Further, further proving. Yeah, you have a point. California <laughs> DJs have terrible names. Yeah. Exactly. That's fine. I'm glad you grew out of that one, bro. Yeah, I, I just, I couldn't do it. And then, um, then I, it went from like that to like rescue. Because at that time, like. DJ I was, Rescue? I was getting called to like come and pull up to parties because the jerking movement was so big. And they would be hiring DJs. At Can we not call it the jerking movement? No, that's what it jer- was. That's though. what it was. That's bro. what it was. Jerking movement. Yeah. You had it, it was, was so it was so yeah. big and I was oh so my God. You, yes. had the, you had the new boys, wah, yeah. wah, new boys, wah, audio, wah, push, wah, audio push, the Rangers, the Rangers, you had a Vixen, um, Cali Swag District was Cali starting Swag. to come up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even hear what you said because you said that <laughs> <laughs> you said the jerking movement was so big. Yeah, it was just it, it was like, it was Some a movement. Yeah, we're still getting over this. Can we call it something else? The, I don't All right, know. the I don't colorful know. pants era. So wait, know. and then what? they would call me. They'd be like, like yo, because EDM was going on yeah, at yeah. that time. So it would just be like all these people that want to hear that type of music in an EDM spot, like house party, and they would be like, yo, pull up, like last minute, and I would just go play a hip hop set and be out if the party wasn't shut down by cops at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I was walking at Costco. So that was DJ Rescue. That was DJ R-E-S-Q. But that was only gone. For, that was only there for like a month and a half. And then at that time, I was just like writing down names. And then I got like this first huge house party that like every high school in the Valley was going to. And I was on the lineup. They're like, yo, what do we put on the flyer? And I just, Night Train was the only thing that came to mind. And. I had to find a way to spell it differently. And it's because of the train track that the train track. It was house. like nighttime. I was just like, all right, cool. I was just writing down. I had the uh, Envy Verizon with the keyboard in it, so I was just writing oh, down names in it. Good joint. I actually agree <laughs> with all 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 your boys, and you should come up with a better story. Like no, that's, a, that's a I know. That I should I should have it yeah. once you know. It, I'll have a fake deep story once I have to. Yeah. But at this point, Maybe, but you guys prep, are my friends. Prep something when your album when you're. When your Khaled yeah. album drops. Yeah, at that time. Your speech. It, <laughs> it was cold one night. <laughs> it was cold one night. Yeah, we, and we actually didn't really talk about your DJ Khaled style album. Can okay. you tell us about it? Yeah, so I'm just, I'm putting. Wait, wait. We, we still haven't talked about the Kardashian yeah, album. Kardashians. No, no, no. Let's yeah. do the album that's more important. So what do you want to no, go No, no, with? no. I want to talk about this Kardashian party. Okay. That you were photoshopped in. What your oh, raggedy we, we ass got, was we, doing there. We went we, <laughs> we, it, it just, it went. We're left with the barbers. Can, we, can, can I? Yeah, yeah. Can I ask you something though? Yeah. You dressed the way you dressed to that Kardashian party. <laughs> like right now. I love it because you dressed like yeah. you went to go pick up your little brother somewhere. <laughs> like you were going to Costco. Yeah. yeah <laughs> dressed no. like you were going to Costco. I'm not. Listen, I wear all black most of the time, and fucking that's me. You know what I mean? Like, 
You had like a primitive tee. <laughs> you had like hundreds of jeans on, you, right? You know what I had on? I, th- I had a black reigning champ shirt on yeah. and a, a black Zara jacket. Mm-hmm. And uh, Did you shop there or you already had some, that in the closet? Some, I think I, I had it in the closet. And then some Paxson jeans probably. Nice. And these, I had these on. Yeah, I, um, I love it. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay. I, mean, like, I, I, I learned that the hard way, trying to keep up with Hit Boy, buying leather shit and fucking... Trying to be cool, yeah, yeah. yeah trying to hit boy out it like that. There was a whole Watch the Throne <laughs> era where you know Kanye was wearing fucking leather pants and shit. Yeah. So I was shirts. I was going to Zara again. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna wear my Russell hoodie. Yeah, and yeah. 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 I thought, you know, <laughs> with my Lee jeans, and I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna tear yeah, shit up. So that that's you know, but. So you I, did that party, right? I did that party, but you asked me how I, how it came about. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Doing all the Jamie Foxx parties, like every celebrity you can think of goes to a Jamie Foxx party mm-hmm. because it's lit. <laughs> and um, my question: Why I, didn't you call Mike Jones for a haircut? Cause he looks <laughs> raggedy as fuck in that picture, I bro. Uh, listen, I share a, I share a barber with J Cole, which is crazy. Why well, you have to? What That's haircut? A flex. No, That's it's a not flex. a flex. Cause J Cole don't cut yeah, his hair. Exactly. <laughs> Wait. Which that comes J. Cole full, has a barber? That comes full circle as well because that's like one of my second cousins that I didn't know about. Who, who's your second cousin? The, J. Cole's barber. Oh, that doesn't wow. cut yeah, J. Cole's he's hair. He's Salvadorian. <laughs> what is like, he cutting? Huh? Yeah. He's just like lining he's out. Hey, listen, paper? when you're rich, you can cut whatever the fuck you want. You could, you could call him over just to hang out and pay him his rate. I don't have that. I go get a cut. Okay. But well, you share the same barber, so you must have some. Well, you At only, that time, you only it's, get a it's, it's hard to like lock him down. That's like a two-hour commitment. Like you have to show up. Sometimes he's not even ready for it. You like, you know how these people are. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, so. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's yeah. why I pay uh, ninety dollars for my haircut. Yo, but can you tell you know me how saying? your how your fate is right now? My fate is fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk didn't even know it was a taper. My typical barber wasn't available. But let's exactly. let's trust Charlie. Listen, so you're at this Kardashian party. Yeah. Okay. So it looked like there was an orgy up. going on. There. Yeah. The second picture after you slide for the first joint. Wait, wait, wait. Can I explain there's this video that I saw? I saw I saw a video with Kylie with her legs on French Montana's legs. Kendall. Kendall. Yeah. No. Yeah. Kendall yeah. was like groping. French Montana. That wasn't. That's just. And then Kylie and like Paris Hilton were like almost making out. It was like some weird shit. And Damn, then you, and then you were DJing. Yes, um, and that was me. Um, it came about. I, I ran into Courtney at the mall, really. And then at the, at what the mall? fucking mall? <laughs> at Topanga Mall. At Topanga Mall. Courtney Kardashian's at Topanga Mall. <laughs> yeah, I read you're into, fucking wilding. I ran into her at the mall. Well, you, but Topanga Mall is kind of nice. It's lit. It's, it's it's I don't remember that being that well, nice. What were you buying at? What was and it's a very public mall. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was probably buying Paxson jeans. He was probably buying the jeans. I was probably buying the jeans. I was going to there probably. Like so, you run into Courtney. I ran into her at the mall, and I had. I, Did I, she? She was like, she was just like, oh, night train. I've dealt with that family, you know. For what like, do you mean you dealt? Yeah, with you sound like you was in. Like, you in a relationship <laughs> somewhere in that like, family. I've, I've done house parties for him. I've done like you know. And this was all through Jamie Foxx party. This was all doing well that. No, not really. Like, I was doing those parties. They were around, and right. then someone and you, they from got there, to know you from those parties. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, they would go to those parties, yeah. and you know, I was the familiar face, and they would, you know, they would come up and be like, "Yo, keep play this, keep play that, right, yada, right. yada." So, um, that's kind of how my relationship with them started. So you had to pay them all, and then they would be like, "Come over and do a house party for yeah, us." Yeah, they'd be like, "Yo, we're having something next week. Like, okay. can you do it?" I'm like, yeah, sure. 
And they're nice people. They're good people. Yeah, I don't. I don't have an issue with them. Okay. At all. They feed you well. They pay you well. Yeah, it's it's fine. Whatever. The I, like, check clear. My yeah. Like they ask for my writer, what I need. I don't have to bring anything but my nice. laptop. Like, it's it's pretty easy. But yeah, I ran into her at the mall and I just said hello and then. She's like, you know, my 40th is coming up. I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. Am I invited? She's like, no, nah, I need you to do it. I was like, all right, cool. So she if just, you didn't bump into her, you wouldn't have gotten that gig? No, she probably ended, put her, probably would have ended up calling either. It would have been okay. like some last minute shit. Right, like right, right, call right, right. Night Train. Like, you know, that's usually how shit like that pops up. It's like call Night Train. DJ Rescue. <laughs> DJ Rescue. <laughs> yeah. Scissor Fingers? Or was it? <laughs> God damn. Scissor Spins. Scissor Spins. Yeah. That's the worst That's, name yeah. ever. So that, yeah, I saw at the morning and that, that was like really, like we just stayed crazy. in touch. And then. Um, Do you have any pressures like you can't play certain music? Yeah, for sure. I mean, with the, you just have, like, that's, that's why. I like you feel can't like play you obviously you can't play any black china music, right? <laughs> I don't even you know. Can't play her hot single? That, I yeah. feel like that's Does she have music? I yeah, she she has music. You can't play Tiger. You can't play Ray J. You can't play Ray yeah. J. <laughs> Listen. You can't play I hear no, it first. If, if Drake was beefing with Drake? Kanye, you can't play Drake. No, you can't play Drake. I, I honestly have a video of me and Kanye. He was playing music off of Ox at that party. I have a video with him just I'm not a cloud chaser. I don't feel like I need to post something like that. Can you show right. us a video after we record? I can, definitely. But, what was he um, playing? He was playing that Holy Water song he dropped recently. He was playing some other stuff, which sounded... Mop ties, you know, shit like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it sounded, you know, whatever, but... Yeah, that's crazy um, if you play mop ties. You can't play that shit. You can't play mop ties at that party. But like you said, like, I can't, like, if he's beefing with Drake, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't play. Like He's not even beefing with Drake. He just... But I played I played Drake at that party. Like you I did I, play I, Drake. Yeah. You play like 2013 and before? No, I played I played Drake. Like I don't I probably yeah. played Sicko Mode too. Like I, Ah, you kinda need to play Sicko Mode. Yeah, you get a pass for that. I mean, but what did you what did you do when he said checks over stripes? Did you take that out? Nah, I let it play. Like I that's did? not one of those parties where people are yelling at the top of the Because they're too, bu- they're, they're, they're too dancing, busy having an orgy. They're dancing, they're fucking <laughs> Snapchatting, <laughs> like, you know, they're doing like, like, all that. Eyes wide shut. It's like curricular <laughs> shit. It was, some, like, it was like we're all celebrities and we're all so good looking and rich. Yeah, of course I, we're I, gonna I, fuck each other. <laughs> you know nah, what I mean? Why, like, you I, I have this Latino DJ over here just yeah. keep yeah, like, I for sure look like I'm at a place but you, there. you wasn't yeah. playing no Tiger. You look like you were cutting the ground. Listen, listen, because I know you're gonna get to it. Yes, I played a Tiger song, but it was by mistake. I what song say, was it? I'll take. I, I don't want to take the full blame for it, but did the Kardashian mo- was, mother like run to the booth? Nah, like, what the fuck was, are you doing? It was. It was Chloe because Robin Thicke was singing Happy Birthday, and Chloe was like, I, she was That's probably a flex drunk. Right there, he she just was probably. Yo, yo, you keep dropping shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I don't like. I don't like how he casually just s- says these Robin things. Thicke no, because was singing Happy uh, Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said his full name because if you said yeah, because Yo, Robin, 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 is that Robin Thicke or Rihanna? Like, I don't know what you. <laughs> I would have shut off his mic. <laughs> if he said yeah, because Robin wanted to sing Happy Birthday, so I would have been like, who? Robin? Who? Robin Fenty. Oh, my boy, Robin Thicke. <laughs> So Ro- Robin was singing Happy Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this interview's always cut out. Robin was there. Dave was there. Dave who? Chappelle? <laughs> oh, my God. Dave Chappelle was there? Yeah, everybody was there. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, you there? I've, I've had legendary nights with Dave, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm fucking... I'm Yo, gonna you throw you off this fucking... Yo. Right now, I'm fucking with you. Um, yeah, no, so Chloe... 
came. <laughs> Chloe came. She's like, yo, can you play? Um, she's like, play Taste. I was like, all right. <laughs> <It> just, <laughs> it didn't like, even dawn sure? on you, huh? It didn't even dawn on me at all. At yeah. all. What at taste all. was she ta- asking tiger, for? Tiger, Tiger. She was asking for his song. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of crazy that she asked for but it. But, I mean, it's a hot song, yeah. you know? But whatever. I think her like her subconscious came up like yeah. and asked for it. But me not thinking anything, I played it like, yeah. right off the bat. And then mm-hmm. my man, Tori. Um, Tori Lanes? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over you. Nah, my man, uh, Lamont, Tori Stapleton. He, uh, oh, shout out to Lamont. Yeah, so um, he uh, he was like, yo, Kylie's calling you. And then I turned, and she, like, really I already nitrate? knew. Yeah, that's exactly what she really said. Really nitrate? She's like, really nitrate? I was like, all right, yo, I'm out. And then like, I didn't even let it play. Like, I immediately got out of it. And that's how all that works. Like, that's why I keep working with these families or, or these people. It's... They know I'm not putting them in a position where they'll look crazy mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. or, or I'll play something that they don't like. Yeah. So, yeah. You that mean, was when, you, just, when you say these people, you mean celebrities. Yeah. Higher beings. Hi, higher beings <laughs> with a lot of money. Okay. And, and, I don't know about higher beings, which is a lot of money. But yeah, yeah, yeah sure. so lo- it's really a lot of money. Yeah, it's just a lot well, of you money. D- didn't you DJ for Obama at the White House? I did. You he was on de- his way out. You don't deserve that, though. <laughs> <laughs> MoMA deserves yeah, that. I'm, I'm tight. That's, that's, yeah, a, I'm MoMA, tight. that's a MoMA How thing. How did you get that? Um, I, I know uh, this guy named Chris Man. He was his regional campaign manager for his, like, 08 run. Yeah. And um, we always stayed in touch. And then um, I did an event with him for 420 where they were trying to legalize marijuana. Wow. And um, we actually booked Boss. It was out here in L.A. Um, we booked Boss for it. And then I DJed. Um, game was on that too so yeah that's like we just stayed in touch and then I want to say that was what when did he what was the last year he was in 2016 yeah okay yeah so it was the December 2016 on the way out out, yeah wow and then like a week I think it was the same day he had like I I DJed in the daytime Mm -hmm. and then he had this huge party with everybody at nighttime I think your brother was there wow is this in DC yeah, it was at the White House. It was at, at the, the White House. House. Wow. Yeah. I did, yeah so. What were you wearing? Packs <laughs> and jeans. I know. I was. I, I had. A, I think I had a black blazer on and and like some dress pants and some cool kicks. Yeah. It, it wasn't. Is like, that all clean music at the White House? For sure. For sure. Like they probably they. I went through a background check for a couple of weeks. Mm. So before I got there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I got to do that. Do you, do you, did you get a picture with him? Um, there's probably one with me in the background or somewhere, but I, don't I feel like you got to get a picture with Obama, man. <laughs> on, the, on the way out tour. <laughs> nah, this I, I didn't like. I didn't get a, a picture with him. Um, Did you like you shake know? hands with Obama? Yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those like He's you know like, you my friend. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those like yeah. Give me, like, he yeah. gave you a pound or just nah? Like it a, was one of these. It was one of it was yeah. one of those. You know. <laughs> That's when you got to kind of, can I get a picture, sir? I mean. Nah, yeah. it, it was just a lot going on. I would have had, I would have tried any, everything. No. And I'm not the type to ask anyone for a picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for Obama, I would have stopped everything for yeah. taking a picture with him. Man. I mean, it, if it all works out, I'm sure I'll come across yeah. him at some point. Do you think sometimes you're too humble? Like you don't put enough definitely. out there? Definitely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it, it's a down, I don't want to say it's a downfall, but it definitely hurts me. But at the same time, it's like. <clears throat> I, I, You're not chasing I value more my relationship with these people yeah. or with the, you know, higher beings than, 
you know, yeah. losing it over a picture. We're calling them higher beings now. I like that. <laughs> I like right. that you're, we're accepting this <laughs> language. I'm just going to go with no, whatever. No, don't do that. I'm going whatever Crooked does. No, we call them HBs for sure. Uh, HBs, listen, HBs for sure. <laughs> with people of this caliber. Yeah. God, yeah. God status. There's, yeah, yeah, God status. I don't know. Is higher being a little bit? You know, it's, it's a little. It's a right little degrading. God status. Yeah. I think higher being is yeah, right underneath. It, yeah, I think it might be right. above God status. It's like the the check nah. in. Nah, I think it's underneath. Higher being. Higher yeah. being. Man, but yeah, that that was a a really good. Uh, one one day we'll all understand the HB life. When we don't understand yeah. it right now, so we have to I'd, we have to ask you, you get the these questions. HB I don't understand it. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. Then um, we just have to live through you and ask these yeah. questions. I didn't talk about the Jay Z and Beyonce moment. Which, Whoa! Oh, <laughs> did I drop something? Did I drop something? Yo, yes. <laughs> your shit's spilling in this fucking floor all day since these two came in the room. At least, wait, you, didn't, wait, at least you didn't call him Sean. Yeah. Oh. You talking about Hove? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody calls him home. S. Carter. S. C. Wait, what is the story that you subtly remember? I just, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I did a, a Coachella party for Adidas in Ivy Park, oh, which wow, is yeah. Beyonce's. They to celebrate, huge, yeah, that huge launch. Yeah, yeah, so it was to celebrate the launch, and it was all her Ivy Park employees and. Uh, Friends and family, and um, it's like a Coachella after party. Yeah, and I think I do say Palooza like was like curating like the music of it. So shout out to Cam for for calling me and like you know putting me on. Wait, and then you just got that through Rock Nation, Dreamville, and all through, that. No, Cam who who does do say Palooza, the, okay, the party yeah, do say Palooza. Say, yeah, yeah. But then um, as soon as like Cam threw my name in there, I guess like people in a Rock Nation building kind of were like, yeah, of course. That's so, dope. Yeah. yeah. So Yo, that fuck was cool. being a club DJ. Um, <laughs> Let me tell that, you. Bro. Listen, I would. Th- that's one of my things. It's like I would love to be a club DJ. Like, you <laughs> no. know, I grew up seeing Eric Deluxe, Vice, all that, and yeah. you guys, you know, have residencies, have these gigs, and travel just DJing. Yeah. You know, so that's still always a goal for me. You know, no matter how big the party that I do is. Right. So, right. Right. Um, so back to it's, Sean. Bro. It's great that I'm doing these type of events, but I still want that, and I still at least want to conquer it, so I know I could do it. Yeah, yeah. that's dope. I, I think it's important. I mean, I think the the whole thing about DJing, and uh, this is why I always talk about the age thing, right? Like hitting thirty, it's just that you know, there's so many like brackets and departments of DJing. Yeah. You have to be able to know how to do a corporate event, right? Uh, even a wedding. Even, uh, you know, like you said, a tour DJ, an arena event, a festival, a Sweet 16, a Sweet 16, a nightclub, a top 40 nightclub, Mm -hmm. a hip hop. So it's like you kind of build your experience and then you start building a larger catalog of music. Yeah. And that's why I always say, but it's really important, like you said, to just touch all variables, you know what I mean? And and be comfortable in those and just to do as much as possible. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But club DJing is one aspect and I, I always want. Like, you know, I want motherfuckers all across the country and outside to understand that it's just not one thing. It's not like a Vegas residency right. like defines you. It doesn't really, you know what I'm saying? It's no, just yeah. one thing, I, you know? I, I understand that it doesn't define you, but at the yeah. same time, it's like growing up in my era and seeing that yeah. be a possibility and like you guys opening doors in that sense, it's like, you know, why not do something you've always wanted? But I, I, I compare it to like, uh, what is it, the the source freshman issue? Uh-huh. 
Is that relevant now? XXL. No, it's not relevant. I wouldn't think it's relevant. Yeah, but like some people still want to do that. And I'm like, it's not even fucking relevant now. I don't even think there's a marketing or press value with it. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm just kind of like, I don't even look at that shit. Like, just keep doing your shit. You know what I mean? No, and and I've come to understand that because there was many times I was like, damn. But you got got to put your pictures out there. You got to get the Obama picture. (laughs) You You know what I'm saying? You got to get the flick moments, bro. Yeah, Yeah, no, of course. I mean, there's, trust me, there's a lot. And there's a time, I feel like there's just a time and place for, for everything. And, that's um, a very that's a very humble perspective on it. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I, that's just how, you know, I've I just hate rejection. Yeah, that's one thing, but I'll go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, how and, does that tie in? And and like asking for a picture. Oh. Okay. And they'll be like, yeah, no, no, not right now. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> I'd rather not. I'd rather like get to know you or like hit a point or like play a song that you love, and you're gonna become my friend just off that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Honestly, I feel you one hundred percent. Yeah, I understand. You know, that. Uh, no, no, no. I think, I think, you need to get the Obama picture. <laughs> that's the Ob- difference yeah. with that. That's not. That's not like cloud chasing. I don't run into. I don't. Nah, bro, I was in. In again, I'm gonna drop something right now. Right, go ahead, drop go ahead. it. Yeah. I was in a in, setting like this with Prince. And I could never. Come on, bro. never ask for a yeah. photo. No, but you would never do that with Prince. I would do that with Prince. Prince, what? Barack Obama, it's the same shit. No, bro. no, no, it's totally different. What bro. the fuck? Yo, uh, you guys crazy. Listen, no, no, it's totally was different. Setting, I feel like you, Prince have a reputation, and he would most likely say no. Yeah, Obama, but Obama would kisses be like, babies is a exactly, politician. Yeah. He's going to be I ready. Love, I love Prince. No, no, Obama's... Jamie, listen, all right? Obama is a politician. Shakes everyone's hand, takes pictures with... He's, he's not going to tell anybody, no, I'm not taking this picture. Do you understand what I'm saying? He can't look like a bad guy at all. Prince could tell anyone to go fuck themselves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Indeed. But I think the, the fact is when you're in that intimate a setting with those people, you're just like, I cannot yeah. be that guy. Yeah, it was very intimate. Yeah. I wasn't. Was I'm going to drop something else. Go ahead, go ahead bro. Make room. And this is only because I was following Cole and Eve. Mm-hmm. I was at a, a Rihanna birthday party and like something really small and intimate. Right. It was probably like one of those rooms the at a, one, right? the 4040. Yeah. One of the private rooms held like 15 or 20 people at the most. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, I was just like, man, I'm, in, I'm meeting Rihanna. I just hugged Rihanna. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, Eve, can I take a photo? And Eve was like, nah, I don't do it, bro. Everybody here is somebody. And I was like, but I'm nobody. I'm the only nobody. <laughs> let me, let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you how. But I didn't ask. I didn't ask. That's different. But that's a different that's situation, That's totally man. different. But listen, yeah. let me tell you. I would, I would tell you I would agree with your situation. If you were if you were doing the the Jay Z Beyonce if, if Adidas thing, I would it, be like, no, no pictures. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Let me tell you why. Gotcha. Because I ran into Jay Z at the Drake concert right. in L. A. He was there with Beyonce. Uh huh. I he came up to Jay Z came up to say what up to his brother Eve, and I was next to Eve, dapped him up. That's I've always wanted to meet Jay Z. Right. Always. And I did you know I let it be cool, played it cool. I was like, yo, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Two weeks later, I'm doing that party with right. him in there, and he's grabbing me, and we're jumping to Kendrick. All right, right. That's so an amazing like, moment. Right. So it's like if it's meant, like, what if I would have called for that picture? What if no, I would have no, no. told him? I wouldn't tell you to ask for a picture uh. with Jay Z or these cool people. <laughs> so you're only talking about Barack Obama. Obama. Just Obama. <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> That's the only fucking thing I said this whole time. I said with Barack Obama, you need to get Listen, the picture. I mean, but like, you know, you got like Secret Service behind him yeah. pushing him along. It's hard. I, Yo, fam, fam. He's built for pictures. He's. Be- I've seen losers 
Take pictures with Obama. <laughs> that's that part, is my biggest regret. Part of the job of being president of the United States. You have you to take pictures. That's why you have to control the United that's States just... and take selfies with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can't compare Prince and fucking Obama. Prince yeah. is not. He's going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Obama, yeah, that dude's ready for the picture. Uh, yeah. You know so what next I'm saying? Time you see, but he's, also, he's also home in his house. You got a good point. You no, make no, a good no. point. It's totally different. Like it's it's one of those things where it's also how you approach him. Like, dude, it's such an honor. Yeah, I I want to show this to my children, man. Like, show it to my mother. You know what I mean? And show it to my mother. That's <laughs> yeah. the difference between Jay Z and it. like that's a whole totally different thing. It. You know I what I mean? Yeah. Prince would be like somebody call security, <laughs> and he floats away. <laughs> So back to there's this, an this, intruder uh, this in my mansion. <laughs> yeah, because it's not it's not like a coolness factor. It's just really just it's beyond that to me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like yo, Obama yeah. is some historic. Yeah, but you can't. It's not like Prince or anything like that. I would yeah. never. Technically, you know, Obama works for you. Yeah, he's serving he's the people. He's serving the people. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's obligated he to take all the selfies you asked. He for. didn't serve me my picture because I didn't ask for it. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying those are the moments you have to capture. Yeah, but that's cool. Yeah. So the all right, let's go back to your your Khaled album now. Okay. Now that we got the the, you know the higher being story, all, all this stuff. the higher being stories. Is there out any the left that you haven't said? I mean, this is a lot. I haven't what Quincy Jones, Oprah. What do you want to know? No, oh, sorry. man. <laughs> I say think less. I dropped so right Damn, there. say less, bro. Nah, wow. I mean, there's, there's just, I've just been really blessed and honored. And Jamie Foxx, a lot of that stuff shaped me at yeah, yeah. his parties. Like, um, and Mike a Jones. lot of that. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I remember Jamie asking me for a song I didn't have, which was Do Me by Bell Biv DeVoe. And, ah. and that was like, I'm having every single song ever. And right. that just like built me to like study everything. Right, right. Yeah. Um, how, did, how did he look at you when you told him you didn't have it? He was like, really? I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't think he, I was like, let me find it. Like, let me look for it. Um, and Wi-Fi's trash where he lives. Like, it's just, it's such, such a big house. Like, you know, it's weird. Another <laughs> flex. It's not my house. It's <laughs> my house. Get to this album. Hurry up. It's not my house. But what yeah. I'm saying is, it's like that moment right there, him, I remember it clearly. It's I like, think we, uh, yeah, I don't want to yeah. hear about Jamie Foxx's wife. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Like, that, I, that study, yeah. like, that made me research music go yeah. back go forward everything it's a defining moment yeah. a little yeah, bit yeah for sure <laughs> now i got like 10 <laughs> versions of Doomy. <laughs> i got background vocals i would have looked back i would have michael bivens i would have looked, looked back at him like i would have been like pick something else <laughs> <laughs> you could have said that right here's the mic yeah, yeah. ralph tresvant sensitivity yeah. what do you yeah. want yeah. Whatever. no but uh let's talk about this epic album that you're about to it's drop not, it's not epic yet we still got i still gotta do a lot but i'm working on a few songs so um, are you producing I, what is it yeah i guess producing executive producing arranging yeah. like that's always been my thing it's like mm -hmm. putting different art i just i was like oh, how would this artist sound over this or something like that yeah. so mm -hmm. That's kind of where it was born. Who are you working and, with on this? Um, He's plenty of beans. You know, has a bunch of beats laying around. So wow, um, that's that's big. I'm, I'm, I'm bugging him for a bunch of beats, and I'll bring in artists as well to him, so so he can work with them and build those relationships. Same way, I wanted to build Boss and Hip Boy. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm kind of going back to that and trying to like, you know, like that's my dog. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Trying to bring artists around them, keep working, and then what? if something comes out for my album, cool. Um, like there's this song he got with like Big Sean and ASAP Ferg that's about to come out. I'm sure that could have been something that would have gone on my album, but 
I'm sure, you know, there's a higher purpose for that. Right. So, so do you have, like, do you know when you want to drop it this year uh, or the next year? I don't have a timetable. I'm still, like. Whenever it's ready. Yeah, whenever it's ready. It's probably, like, eight records. You know, I'm still waiting for different artists to, like, send verses back. Like, I like mm-hmm. has another one. Wow. Um, that I'm working on. Um, what else? Who else could be on it? Uh, I just reached out to, like, I'm using all the contacts I've built. And like all the, I don't want to say favors that I've done, but like, I'm working on something finally for myself that I could. Self respect. Yeah. So, so you're basically kind of like creating a collage. Like yeah, a for musical sure. Collage. A musical collage. And you're it all together. And it's gonna it's gonna tie in together. Because you're not making somewhere. all the beats yourself. No, you're getting no, no, no. like you're getting certain producers. Yeah. And then you're you're hearing the beat and you're saying, oh, this guy's gonna sound good on this beat. Right. I know. Like I. Right? I yeah. Like I know what sound. Like we're all DJs. We know what sounds yeah. good and we know what doesn't. So. Mm-hmm. So I got a question. Yeah. With the way music is right now, and with the way kind of like streaming is, and the platform of streaming. Mm-hmm. Do you think you need to put together eight songs for an album, or can you just drop maybe two songs? Yeah, you could drop two songs anytime it's ready, right? Anytime, and, and that's probably what I'm gonna do. It's yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm just so free with it. Like I don't have a rollout plan planned out. Like I'm just, I'll see what this one does, and yeah. if it goes crazy, I'll drop another one. But I do think for your first project to get your name out there, but, yeah, but that's, for people to understand what Night Train is, yeah. It should be like one EP or one album. I mean, when it comes to the EP, there will be a strate- like a strategy for it. But right. um, for like loose records, like I'm th- gonna throw fillers out, and I probably won't even use Night Train. I'm thinking about it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, How long you been working on it? Like a year and a half. I want to. Are we gonna go back to DJ Rescue? I'm not going back to DJ Rescue. No, I'm just you know. From from a marketing perspective, I'll probably go with Night Train. From a marketing perspective, yeah, stick with Night Train. Yeah, for sure. But um, I do think it's important to test out a couple songs. Yeah. And throw it out there with no pressure at all. Mm -hmm. And then maybe after a year or so, or a couple months. Or six months or so, yeah. drop the album. Just because I, I've been looking at these album drops recently, mm-hmm. and there's so much music going out there, Yeah, I think it's harder to have people listen to an eight-song or ten-song album yeah. than it is to drop one or two songs, have an A-side, B-side, technically, yeah. for streaming. Like, I just think you can catch people's attention, and if it's good, you know, you get like... Couple, if it's know, good, you keep you going. You can check yeah. the momentum and see, For like, sure. okay, people weren't feeling that. Let's just go mm-hmm. and go yeah. left and go right. And then later, you can literally, let's say you drop, like, in a span of, like, eight months. Right. You drop, like, four singles, right? And then you can literally say, okay, I'm going to drop an album, drop make, like, four new songs, and then take some of those old singles and, just put them in and put them together and yeah. part of the album. That you know could, what I'm saying? That could be something like that. I think everybody does that yeah. all the Well, time. I know, like, a lot of people don't do that. We're getting a lot of albums with, like, it, it almost seems like a lot of work to me because there's these, like, 20-song albums and, like, 30, like, Chris Brown's album was, like, what? <laughs> 32? 32 yeah. songs, and that was, like, I couldn't even go through all that track. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like nuts. Even the Revenge of the Dreamers album was pretty long. Like, pause. pause. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the longest albums they've ever put out. Yeah, really. but that's because yeah. they that's started with 150 so songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, it's a moment too. It was a moment. Yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. really wild. And that shit was created over four, five days. Ten. Ten, ten days. days. That's, that's crazy. Ten days to do a whole album with a hundred and something songs, like created. Right. I'm sure 
Eve had a field day of trying to break that down. I mean, like there were very, there were a lot of different ways they were going to put out the album. Yeah. You know, I can't really get into it, but yeah. that was one of many options that they had. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's get some, ins- I will, I want to talk about the Dreamville album, but I, I want to also talk about uh, the, the focus on your album that you're going to work on. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're saying it's going to be like Khaled, but better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So like, what is is there a designated sound that you're kind of focusing on, or you're just kind of you're just looking like yo, it's I want to make some like, are you trying to make some club music? It's like the best of everything. I could, you know, we can try and create like the best um, Afrobeat record, the best trap record. But you you're, have, you're focusing on the club, I'm, right? I'm focusing, yeah, for sure. Mainly, I'm focusing on clubs just because, and I'm sure I'll probably throw in like a, a R&B record in right. there just to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, balance it out, but. I'm I'm focusing mainly on stuff people will play mm-hmm. all the time, you know. Like that's that's my main focus. So I want it to be timeless. You really. don't want like some mysterious Tyler the Creator shit. No, no shot, no shot. I'm gonna keep it simple. <laughs> I'm gonna get, you know like simplicity wins. That's really my motto. Simplicity wins at all times. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not focused on creating like huge watch the throne flips and stuff like that. Like I just want it to be. Simple, we press play. Oh, I love this song. You know? That's good. That's about it. I like it. Now yeah. let's talk about Dreamers. The Dreamers. <sighs> did we already talk about it to talked death, about though? It. Did we? Yeah, we yeah, did. We, yeah, we, talked, we did. Talked about it a lot. Did we? I, I want to hear more about that whole session, bro. You're going to have to bring in somebody else. Somebody though. else? Yeah. Don't drink that glass in front of me and say that Sam Pellegrino. And smack your lips. You had to bring somebody else. <laughs> Not today, champ. <laughs> well, today. I, I want to know, have, has there been any talks of how they're going to release the other 100 or is it just going to stay in the vault? It's 100. Um, everyday People was dope yesterday, by the way. Word. So, that's that how it is? Everyday People it. was dope. I'm you should bring back Nitro more often. Uh, more Yo, more. what's up, Neva? How you doing, bro? You I'm good, right? man. Golden, man. Yeah. I'm, yeah getting, man. I'm getting blown <laughs> off over here. Pause. I'm getting blown off. <laughs> yeah, man. I just I don't know. They they do what they do. So you guys don't want to talk about the dreamers at all. So I, you guys are blowing me off. Pause. Uh, let's wait. I actually wanted to circle back to Duce Palooza because you yeah. recently did that, right? Yeah. How was that party? It's a uh, it's uh, it's very uh, I want to say it's a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, it's big, right? It's like it's, three, four thousand people. Yeah, it's like three thousand. Um, so what is that? Like everyone pays an entry fee and everyone they get to drink Duce no, all day? No, no. There's a bar. I mean, there's packages. I think there's like different packages. You buy like a $150 ticket, you get like open bar, Duce Blues or something like that. Um, as far as music goes, though, uh, I played a lot of like Southern hits, a lot of down South shit, a yeah. lot of East Coast shit. Was there other DJs or it was just you? <laughs> yeah, it was me, Mo Beats, Big Sean's DJ. Shout to Mo Beats. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout to Mo. It was Mo, uh, Sean G. From L- yeah, I know oh, Sean yeah, yeah, Sean G. Yeah. Sean G was on it. Um, and Jay Murphy from D.C. was on it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so it was uh, the four of us. Oh, and Austin Mills, who's like their resident. Um, but yeah, it was. I was on right after Sean and right before Mo, which I, I didn't want to like go too crazy. Like I didn't do, I stayed away from the swag surf stuff because that's like their peak. You know right, what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. With those type of parties, yeah. that's, that's their peak. So mm. um, I played like some West Coast shit. Um, Rock of, old Rockefeller hits. It was like an hour, so okay. it was quick. Yeah. yeah. But I I knew exactly like it was an LA crowd mixed with transplants. So 
East Coast homies want to hear yeah. their East Coast shit. But I, it, is it's it known LA. as it's it's known as a New York party, right? Yeah, it started yeah. in New York. Yeah. So. so you get you is it like when you do something like that, they're expecting you to do like East Coast shit and New York nah, shit? Nah, they're really, expecting right? you to do you. Yeah. Yeah, they want you to do you. Right. And that's the best part. They want you to bring that West Coast Cali flavor to their party. For sure. Yeah. But um like I said, like their their big moments and or like Instagrammable moments are mm-hmm. Um, like the swag surf dreams and, and nightmares dreams and nightmares stuff right. like that and they had a rick ross perform at that one which was oh, wow. crazy. Yeah. 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 that party is super mega like I gotta, <laughs> you gotta shout those people out because what they did is they you know they flipped something that started in, in an apartment a house party that started in an apartment with hennessy in harlem yeah hennessy and everybody yeah it was like open henny they were yeah. providing it then obviously became henny palooza but I'm not sure if they ever really got uh, buy-in from the Hennessy people. Oh. I think they were just kind of no, like bootstrapping it. it. Yeah. And so it's a black-owned event, and they ended up partnering up with Duce, which is yeah. a black-owned company. And now they're taking it all over the country. All I think country. that's yeah, I think part incredible. Of, part of their mission in the beginning was bring a, a bottle of Henny and fried chicken. When it was a house party. Yeah, when it began, like that was part of the admission, and you could come in if you had that. Wow, I didn't know that one. So yeah, so that the party started as and a I house got, party, and you had to bring a fried chicken and, and a, a bottle, bottle of henny. henny. Yeah. yeah, and then it became Henny Palooza. Yeah, and then it was just and, a henny and then it became Henny Palooza. They were just uh, selling, I think, tickets, which gave you an open bar for Hennessy until supplies ran out. Yeah. Wow. Right? But And I don't think, I don't know if they pursued Hennessy they, or they tried. They probably they did. Hennessy fronted on them. Yeah. yeah. And now it's just like, it's a black-owned business that partnered up with a black-owned brand. Yeah. And I think that's, it's just beautiful. It's an amazing it's story. And it's super mega. And, you know, I don't know, they do three, four, five. I think they did uh, the Brooklyn Mirage. Uh, they just did, yeah, in New York. In, in New York, which is four or 5,000 people, maybe more. Maybe yeah. six or seven. I think it's like once a month or twice a month. But they, they did a New Orleans there. one for Essence Fest. Yeah, and yeah. they tour they tour around the country as well. Yeah, uh, I think ICM picked them up to like do those. So I think ICM books all their venues now. It's funny how like when you when you're creating something from scratch, and you're going through the motions, and it's like it's something unique, and it's something creative, and it's something that the people want, and you know that it could blow up. It's really important to pair yourself up with the right. Yeah. Branding sponsor or corporation that could help support that shit. Right. You know, it's one of those things I always think about with everyday people with your party and all that. Like picking the right sponsors and picking the right companies to work with, you know what I'm saying? Like and it's as it, as you as you keep growing, as your party keeps growing and stuff, do you know like like do you hold out for like, you know, this one company that you want or do you know, how do you how do you accept the corporate sponsorships you know, and all well, that stuff? I, you know, I think uh, the reason why the brands would want to work with everyday people or do say Palooza is because it's an authentic experience. That's what brands want, right? right. They want authenticity because they know that they're just brands to people. So how do we become authentic? We got to partner up with like an authentic platform. And that's all well and good for them. But for us, it's got to also not necessarily look authentic because people understand you're trying to get the bag, but it can look contrived. So... Uh, we've turned down like sodas, soda companies, right? Because we're like we can't be out there like pushing high fructose corn syrup right. to our people. They know better than that. Mm-hmm. But we've partnered up with liquor brands because you know people come out and they want to get lit. And you know who's to say what's better, alcohol, high fructose corn syrup? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you really can't tell. But for the people, it's all right. 
everyday people is partnering up with Jameson or Avion Tequila or whatever. All right, well, that's kind of part of the flow of things. Mm-hmm. But if tomorrow we partner up with White Castle, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> right, right. And White Castle, we've turned down McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's came with a huge bag. And we're there like, fuck. It's a massive that's bag. That's tough. But we were just like, we can't do McDonald's because we will never recover from that shit. Dude, do you Damn. remember when I went to Essence Fest with you one time in New Orleans? Yeah, and it was when uh, the Bad Boy reunion tour was going on, mm-hmm. and a, yeah. uh, they had a Bad Boy reunion tour, and it was like a Essence Fest. It was in the big Mercedes Benz Arena, and they literally Essence Fest had like a twenty minute McDonald's commercial. Damn, it was terrible, and it was like it fucked up the whole flow of the whole. It was so odd, and it was so out of place. Last, I mean, yeah, and McDonald's they they stay doing. You know, props to McDonald's, man. You know, they're a corporation. They try, they, they do what they got to do. But, um, you know, they booked like 20 DJs last year. Everybody had to do the same post on their social media with oh, the I golden arches, with that. the same hashtags, with the exact same copy. Yeah. And I was just like, man, that shit is cringeworthy. And everybody probably got a bag. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And you can't fault nobody for getting theirs. Yeah. But sometimes you just gotta be like, this ain't for me. That's I gotta figure out another way to eat. I'm gonna drive an Uber. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. <laughs> I get it. Drive an Uber. I did, I did something. Wait, wait, how do we go from a McDonald's sponsorship to driving an Uber? <laughs> what I'm saying is that you got like, an Uber sponsorship. We just sprinkle Can we find yeah. like a medium though? Like you know, like yeah. uh, all right, that was probably a little <laughs> dramatic. I get them though, cause I, I did something with Toyota, but it actually made sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't degrading. Or explain. It wasn't explain. Like, I just it was just pretty much me paired up with uh, a fashion designer, uh, a Lely May. She did. Oh, she did some well, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's um, a, actually a very uh, prominent figure in the streetwear exactly. fashion. Yeah, exactly, and it makes sense. I mean, she had I'm her not, own Jordan. Yeah, yeah she had her own couple, Jordan. Exactly. Yeah. So it was some dope. Like she just, she styled me, mm-hmm. um, and we just talked about how music and fashion cross into you know how they have common denominators what were you guys like driving in a Prius and we were and driving it f- we <laughs> were in a Toyota we were in the backseat of a Toyota we were just chopping it up it was genuine as fuck and that's kind of cool that, to it, me yeah. that's as close to an authentic experience as exactly. you can get because you could be driving with a fellow creative in the back of an Uber that's a Prius right see how I brought it back to Uber right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I get, I get it. I'm not gonna hold up. Fucking. That was a, that was a major reach. Though. That was a huge reach. I'm, huge. I'm not holding up fucking French fries and hashtag an ad on my yeah. shit. Like that's not what I my, am. The about. whole thing is that there's nothing wrong. And with there's that. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But but my brand does not align with stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's all it is. I want to know what uh, what she dressed you in. Crazy, something crazy. Yeah, like a, like a, had like this, a Balenciaga uh, windbreaker. I had this off-white, some shit I can't afford. Probably, I had this off-white green jacket. Um, you had to give it back. Blue. Yeah, I get. Yeah, no, I, I, I kept. She actually gifted me some ones. Okay, um, some Jordan ones that I wore, and then some crazy jeans. Yeah, it was. How it was do you dope. pronounce the name? Ali May. Alayli. 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 Okay, okay. Did you yeah. get the black and silver ones or the color ones? No, it was some. Uh, it was some gray and black joints that turn pink if like they're scratched off. Or oh, something I know. What you yeah, it's a dope. Yeah, I, if you don't mind me asking, <laughs> what was the bag for something like that? Oh man, I don't know. It was probably like ten. No, I'm saying it was. I think I did it for like. I'm sure I could have got more. Yeah, yeah. But I do everything myself, so you know. I think for this one, I had uh, you know, Derek. I had Derek probably delegate just because, um, 
Derek uh, is boss's manager. He's yeah. boss's manager. So also I, a part of Dreamville. Yeah. Right. Shout out I to d- I, you know, I was like, you know, if, if there's a time for me to try, I've done everything by myself yeah. to this point. So that was me trying out something new mm-hmm. and seeing if I could have somebody else delegate stuff for right, me. Right, right. So that was me. That was the perfect moment for me to try Shout, shout out to Derek, too, because yeah, he sure. was there since the beginning of Boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Since the very beginning. Yeah. For sure. Since yeah. before. <laughs> since yeah. it was playing since football before, in yeah. high school or whatever. Yeah. yeah, since before. But, yeah, that was that was me trying something out. But, yeah, something like that was like three, I think. At what point do you think you, you're going to need a manager? I mean, until it gets crazy. I think you crazy. need one now, no? Kind of, a little bit? I, no? th- there's days where I feel like I do. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I feel like nobody's going to care about my career as much as I, I think do. what you need is kind of similar to what I have. It's it's not necessarily uh, a manager. And, you know, shout out to Maine who shout works with Maine, me yeah. at Everyday People, all my parties, dance, dance, dance. You probably need something closer to a business partner. Right. Because your business is, is you're hitting many verticals. Yeah. You got celebrity parties. You're doing the hip-hop tour life you got your own album that you're working right. on you're you probably need somebody closer to a business partner yeah than a manager yeah i agree i agree someone who could give you offer you uh number one what's the most important to me would be just another objective perspective on whatever you're doing for sure and, yeah. sh- and just shows you kind of like i know you don't want to do that but it's also yeah. better on a marketing sense it's not bad for that guy to ask to take a, to get a picture right and it's not bad for that guy to be like I'm yeah. controlling your Instagram, and I'm going to put this picture up. Oh, sure. Because you know what I mean? There's many times where, like, I don't do things because I'm in my own head. Where I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's just going to fit, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like, um, you know, am I even right for it? Right. You know? So, so. You know, the best thing, though, about a manager is when somebody comes with an offer, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, God, I don't like the haggle. And they just, the manager will be like, nah, yeah. we can't do it for that. We need X plus 2,000. Right. right. And they just okay it. That's the thing. God damn. That's the thing with me. It's like they'll come with something, and I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, yeah, I could probably do it for that. Like, yeah, of course I'm gonna do it for that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you could have a manager that can maybe double that. I'm sure, but I'm saying like I could could have a manager double that. They'll they'll throw like airport transport. Yeah, transportation, all of that. Yes, all types of shit. I get it, but I'm, you know. I'm I'm thinking about damn they're gonna think I'm crazy for asking for shit like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it would from you it would it would sound crazy. It would sound yeah. Like the yeah. Can, yeah. It sounds crazy. Yeah. So I maybe yeah like that's he said I, I need a business partner. It's funny that you partner. say a business partner because I think that's important now too. I think the way the game is going, like like the not saying the new generation, but people don't want to be have job titles. They want to feel like they're a part of a business. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. And it's a smart way to look at things because it's like I don't want to be a, a, a job title mm-hmm. because a job title doesn't have any future ownership in anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they want to be like a, everyone wants to kind of be a part of a movement and say they had a hand in that business. Right. And having like it changing the, the title of a manager to, you know, a business partner or this dude handles all my affairs and stuff. It's it's a really good perspective on the evolution of where this whole thing is going. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It makes sense because I feel like we're growing out of the DJ agency era where, you know, I'm seeing... Well, DJs are their own agency now. Exactly. DJs are their own agency now. And and I'm in the middle of that, of where I saw DJ agencies bloom. Right. You Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So in my head, I'm thinking, damn, I got to 
signed to a DJ no, agency. No, no, you don't. Yeah. Right, but at the <laughs> stay away, bro. But at the same time, I I wouldn't say stay away, but just whatever fits right. Yeah, into but what at, you're but, doing, yeah. right? But at the same time, I have the patience and people around me that are like, yeah. you know what, you're doing all this by yourself. Mm-hmm. You might as well keep going till you hit a plateau. Well, the, the and thing then is, figure the out. thing is, is what you're doing is working, right? Yeah. So yeah. you you don't so need right. to you don't want to. If you go to an agency, you almost have to conform to whatever their business right. operations are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can hurt you more than it can help. Right. So you really need someone to come in and really understand and shadow you and see exactly how you interact. Right. And also kind of see where they fit in. You could jump in any time because you know more about this than I do. But you need someone to shadow you and really understand, oh, this is where he's lacking and this is where I need to pick up the speed with the album. Uh-huh. This is where he's lacking and where I need to pick up the speed with his corporate events. Yeah. This is where he's lacking in the celebrity context. This is where he's lacking in the club scene. Mm-hmm. And, and then this is where he's lacking in the tours and stuff. And then that's really what you need to have yeah. because you're in a special case in a situation where you have a lot of opportunities going on and you don't really want to like, you don't want to miss out because there's going to be that, that you're, yeah, whoever, sure. you, you, whoever you end up working with, they're really going to like, kind of they got to fit in you know they fill in the be, holes, uh, you know? they have to be you know ceo of night train entertainment <laughs> right like yeah. all yeah. 360 degrees of it and everything yeah you know it, it helps to have that person i mean shit man if you out there let me know <laughs> well it's got to be a homie it's got to be a homie yeah it's got to be a homie house, it's got to be somebody who knows you yeah who understands your taste your sensibilities yeah you know who really understands your value yeah. right mm-hmm. i also don't like burdening people with shit where it's mm-hmm. like you know, it's like, oh, I need you to do this. Like, no, I've never, like, I'm, I hate. Oh, wait, no, but you paying them. You paying them. I mean, for sure, I'd be paying them, so they got to. But that, you, and that's the really the tough conversation is sitting down the homie and being like, right. look, this is what you're gonna get, and then look, if the, if this builds anymore, this is the potential of where it can get to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But it's, it's got to be a starting point and something they can work for. Yeah. To build it, you can fill in. You know, you're always telling me that sense. I'm horrible at that kind of like. Yeah, you're not good at delegating. Yeah, um, yeah. and you know, I think I, I used to be kind of more like you when I wanted to get everything 100 percent right. Right. But then I started adhering to the 80 20 rule, which is like instead of me doing 100 percent of the work, right, and doing it right, let me just do 20 percent of the work, which is just fixing whatever huh. they didn't do right. Yeah. But at least you know that 80% of it is going to be good. And by year one, by the end of year two, they're going to start getting 90% right. And then by year three, they're doing 99% right. Yeah. And you're just focusing on all these other things and you're really soaring. Like, I've just been, I can't keep up with the amount of work I'm getting this summer. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And that's really uh, a function of integrating Maine and everything I've been doing maybe about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And we sat down and he's my homie. And I was like, listen... I'm already busy. I'm already doing mad shit. I'm already, I'm producing events. I'm DJing. I'm working on music, and I I literally I drew up a chart, and I was like, in this vertical you'll get this much. In that vertical you'll get X amount. And in the new shit that we're doing, we're like business partners, fifty fifty. Right. You know what I mean? Oh. And that was easy for him to buy in because a lot of the work was already existing, and he just had to focus on keeping the existing shit tight and growing the stuff that was kind of like a new segment. You know, and he's my homie, and I trust him. Right. You know what I mean? And we can talk frankly about shit. Like, if if I did something wrong, or if he did something wrong, or we forgot to, like, let each other know, be like, all right, boom, that was a huge mistake. Somebody dropped the ball. Let's build a process where it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, like, stupid shit, like, 
USB cables not being there, you know, like dumb yeah. shit. At the like, venue, yo, yeah. Yeah, at the venue. Be like, all right, boom, let's let's edit the rider. Or like we negotiate a fee for an event and then we find out they're selling $50 tickets and we're like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> they're selling $50 tickets? How did we not ask that? You know what yeah. I mean? We assumed it would have been free or maybe $20. And so we just start building in all these processes that when we come back, the shit is just tighter and tighter and tighter. Pause, and yeah. <laughs> I have this conversation with Jamie a lot. And as, uh, you know, because Jamie, I always, I always talk to you when there's a problem, right? We have to find uh, a process or a system to avoid the problem. Because there's always going to be an obstacle. And everything we do, nonstop, it's never going to go 100%. Everything. There's always going to be an obstacle. There's always going to be some type of crazy, you know, left field. Uh, Curveball. Lessons curve learned. Yeah, just lessons, lessons learned. And then you just have to always be on top of it and really address the problem and the issue. And sometimes, you know, when you're working with someone, they don't, that's, it's really kind of a managerial way of looking at operations. Because sometimes people come, can come in on, oh, that wasn't my job. Mm-hmm. Or like, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Or, yo, you were supposed to take care of that. And I feel like that is an employee, employee mentality of like a worker of right. yeah it's not it's not an owner mentality it's an employee mentality where it's not addressing the problem it's deflecting the responsibility mm-hmm. and what it comes down to is that we all like you have to make sure whoever you're working with doesn't have an employee kind of state of mind mm. they really have to see the problems and be like that was a mistake and we're going to avoid that by doing this right you can't have that dude that was like yo i, th- I thought you was going to take care of that mm-hmm. or like Yo, you didn't tell me that, or, or no, he was supposed to do that. Yeah. Those are the worst fucking people to have on your team, man. <laughs> and they're going to destroy your fucking brand because they're not focused on the problem. They just don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. And they'll do whatever they can to not get in trouble and to float under the radar and just get by. And those are the motherfuckers you have to, you have to get away yeah, from. And that's, yeah. that's an example of PTSD. <laughs> that was crooked PTSD, crazy, but I feel him. I, no, it's yeah. it's real. I feel him. It's very. True. I've been through that. I've been through that without pointing to any fingers or anything. But I don't want that, and I want you. I, you know, that's why I was talking to Jamie. Don't have that mentality about problems. So if something's missing, or if there's an issue, address the issue. Don't address the responsibility. Who was in charge of it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you always fix it first. Right. And then, then you yeah. figure out how it happened later, right. and then you implement a process so it doesn't happen again. That's all, the order of shit. No, that's true. Yeah. Because yeah. all, all that person is doing is actually making your job harder. Because now you got to worry about that motherfucker not, not being able to understand it's not about who fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's about the fuck up right. and how we can fix it. No, for sure. And then fixing it in the future. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um that was a pretty good lecture time. That was pretty That's good, yeah. yeah. Thank you for uh, coming to uh, Crooked's <laughs> TED Talk. Yeah, TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, every word's this like motherfucker. Yo, you, this you motherfucker. can't trust a motherfucker <laughs> when you do yeah. You don't want yeah. this motherfucker. d miles are never so real. Like, yo, we hear this shit every day. They're like, yeah, like, oh, my God, he's going Fuck. through this shit again. <laughs> Fuck. We just had this meeting this morning. <laughs> I get it on a weekly basis, bro. Yeah, Man, I'm, I'm on you. Talk. That's I'm good. You. you should you should get it every day. Uh, nah, you know what? Fuck. Pause. <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? Pause. <laughs> Ooh, I give it to him every day too. Nah. God damn, where's the hype button? Whatever. <laughs> but hype button, I forgot it, man. <laughs> um, no, so, it's, it's good lectures and it's good like 
his motiv- his way of motivation it's it's really weird but after you get a hang of it you're like okay i got yeah. it yeah no it, i had to like like i'm telling you like i knew about crooked d miles never i've known about chop since like 2010 2011 because i you know i studied everything yeah. like if i want to do something i'm gonna see how y'all do it yeah and yeah. i'm gonna see from i'm gonna see it from afar yeah. and i'm gonna see you know where your upside is where your downside is or you know like DJ, I you're telling like dj style not not even dj style just but just like DJ everything your overall, image yeah. everything like oh, okay. i'm gonna dissect it all and because i, I at one point i'm gonna get there and i want to know what to do so yeah. um Same. like i'm saying like I, I it took me a while to understand that crooked was completely different from what he portrays as like his business you know like personally like well, how's that have you seen his picture with the with the New York hat with the Yankee hat? The, 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 the one that's been on this flight since '09. <laughs> he looks yes. like a dick. No, <laughs> like that was, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what do you can't even see his face. But you, you, can't even see his face. you can't even see his the face. The way you're looking down. Bro. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the one like, like, I call, I text him about it all the time. Like, yo, you're this. Retire this shit. The same way you tell me. Oh, you mean the picture you, you of need, me? Yeah, yeah, you need new press photos. Yada mean? yada. Yeah, you like think I look corny. You look corny. You look like a dick, but you're actually a great person. No, that just how fucking. Does, how does that picture make me look like a dick? You That's what look I'm at saying. the picture. What I'm saying is, like, you have to like, I I said like I know I've known about you, and it took me a while to understand that. Like I could come at you with a perception of like. Damn, he seems like a dick. Like, I probably shouldn't say what up to him. But I am kind of a dick, no? I know, but you are. But it's like... Yeah. You're a friendly dick. You, you, you're a friendly... Pause. Pause. No, pause. But, you know, it's How like... How is I'm a dick no, less pause worthy than a friendly dick? A friendly but dick I, is like... What I, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying all that to say it's like... Um, fuck. What was I going to say? Friendly dick. Yeah, talk about um, your friendly dick analogy. No, like... like <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah, like you know, it, you don't have to like. Is that like the rumors about me that I'm? Just no, no. Or? Like I said, I had like I like there was a point in my life where I wanted to be a fucking scam artist. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, I said, shit too. You know what I mean? Like, but I had to grow up. I had to learn. Like, you could do this shit by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but what I'm saying is like, it's something I look I looked up to. Yeah. And I knew about y'all. Like I. I you know, like yeah. it's something, you know. So to be here, like we're peers, it's like, oh, it's I mean, crazy. Don't go that far. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right. You're just See, totally, you're, you're, you're right. You're, you're he's like, look, look, he's right. He's right. I surpassed him. You're right. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. spicy. You know what? Yeah. Obviously, you have because because <laughs> Moma's description of you was he's like you but better. Yeah, he's yeah. the 2019 Roku box, and you are the 2012 Roku box. You're the TV. I'm the 2012 Roku box. You're the TV box, box yeah. with Channel 99. Yeah. You remember that box? He's the new iPad. I'm 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 the old iPad. First yeah. first iPod. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no no. You know what? I I I. You know what? I am completely confident to say you will surpass me, and I look forward to seeing what you do in the future. 
Thank you. And uh, you know, I think we all do, man. I think yeah. that's why we're all here. Like uh, when I when I told Mo that we're gonna have you on the podcast, he says I'm gonna be on. I gotta be on. I gotta support this yeah, motherfucker. And, and I'm glad guy. I'm Tired glad you guys I'm glad you guys didn't tell me because you know having Mo here would have yeah. probably freaked me out. Even all week I was like, fuck, what the fuck do I have to? Yeah, talk he kept about? texting me like, yo, can I look at your notes? I was like, yo, I need your notes. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was kidding. I don't really you know because I know he I, I figured I was prepared. He was gonna come with some fuck shit. Or, yeah. or something, I mean, there's no fuck nah, shit. No, it's no fuck shit. Nah. I know. We wouldn't do that to you. you know <laughs> <laughs> nah, I know. But no, what I'm saying is it's like, it's good to have stuff like this. Um, and people like you guys actually, um, at, to a certain extent, indirectly mentoring other DJs coming up. Because I don't want that pressure, but yeah, I, I just you don't need no, you don't. I, well, yeah, I want to. You do it indirectly. Indi- that's what I'm that. saying. Ind- indirectly, because indirectly. there's a lot of like, even I, I'm not used to it, where I'm getting like DMs, like yo, like love what you're doing, like you're going crazy, like, and and I don't get it because to me, I'm still a student, like I'm still mm-hmm. looking up to you as people, you know, like yep. from a marketing standpoint, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at Eric Deluxe, I'm I'm looking at stuff like that. You know, like yeah, yeah. The, uh, it's not about just music anymore. Like it's right, about right. having a whole package. Um, yeah. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> you know, you're, you're, on running, bro. you're on your way there. You're, I you mean, know, you're on your you way know, there. Ho- hopefully, you're what? You're 25. 26. 26. Yeah, yeah. dude. You have a long. Oh, you have a long. Oh my God. Like time to do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> That's the thing. It's I don't, amazing, right? I don't want to do whatever. The <laughs> Insane. Fuck you want. Um, Bro, imagine seven years when he's 33, 32. I don't think when he hits 31 or 32, I don't even think he'll talk to us. No, I, he's, he's cool. I don't even think he'll remember this. <laughs> no, he will. He's not going to know us. He's a shit. nice guy. He's not, yeah, not going to remember this shit. He's, gonna, he's not going to know any of us. Oh, what gonna, do you mean? He's going to talk to I met him on Remember social. this. Remember this. <laughs> Someone pulled this video. Like, I, I can't talk. Uh, no, he would be like, I'm DJing a party for <laughs> President <laughs> Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah 2020. <laughs> you know what it is? He's going he's gonna to hook up with some celebrity chick. Oh, she's gonna no. totally change you, I, yo. I, I That's what no. she's gonna me, change you. Lose weight and then we're celebrity uh, chicken, not talk to me uh, again. Man. I was I like, got, yo, what the fuck? I you got a man? wife. Leave me alone, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's what. Oh, oh you, you got, got a wife? wife? No, I don't have a father. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you talking <laughs> not about? Yet. Not but, yet. Oh, but you yeah, got man. okay. Yeah, shots. Yeah, the Dreamville dudes keep girls like on the low. You're gonna get some. You're gonna like. You're gonna hook up with some. You're gonna hook up with some. Throwing girls at. You're gonna hook up with some. Throw me a lie, bro. You're gonna hook up with some HB. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Some higher being chick. No, no I can't. She's going to take I, it to another level. I've seen the back end of that, and yeah. it's just not. It's Find not, yourself a good girl in the valley, bro. It doesn't align with what I, you know, Dowdy. What's one of the things that you're afraid of, though? You, you're saying that's not what you want. Afraid of? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I'll, I'll explain. The one thing that I'm afraid, or not afraid of, but one thing I, I really hate is when you meet an HB, a celebrity, uh someone on go like god status when you meet them they're completely delusional they're not self-aware and they're not really aware of like anything else besides what they need what they want or what if it's not about them they have no idea if you can't do anything for them they don't even they don't want they don't need to know you it's like all this it's just like self-hoarding attention Money, feel, you know what I, I mean? I feel like I was going down that route at some point, but like, really, yeah, but like being around them, like everybody, it's like, you mean like a dream villain, just Mo boss, everybody. It's like, it showed me that you can have all of this and still be a great person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. um, 
they're they're incredible like they right. have so much going on for themselves like their whole family is incredible right. and everybody's doing something special mm-hmm. and no matter what they're still some of the most incredible people you'll ever meet yeah, and so, that's why he fits uh so well at, at dreamville you know right you know people kind of clown dreamville for like being regular dudes but everybody's a regular person mm-hmm. you know they just really it's a pursuit of excellence in the art right and just being like the best musician dj or you know creative person you can be and you know night train has just been one of the guys since day one and i don't think anyone at dreamville is ever going to change because of like celebrity or any kind of awards and you see it it comes from the top it comes from cole that's why it's not going to change because he had a self-reflection and a moment of clarity (laughs) when he dropped forest hills well i think the I think probably the hardest period for Cole. Everybody knows the first few years of his career was was difficult on a Very personal good. level wow. because of the pressure of being the first artist signed by Jay Z, because of how the critics were impacting him. Uh-huh. You know, like Twitter going off and like, oh, you're boring and this and mm-hmm. that. And it was actually listening to all that, and you could tell, like, you know, the, um, the sideline story. He was kind of like half pregnant, trying to reconcile you know, radio shit and, like, the authentic hip-hop he, he really yeah, loved. Yeah. And then um, with uh, Villain, what's the name of the second album? Born Center. Born, Born Center. Center. Um, he's no, just I trying know. to, like, <laughs> fan number one over there. Uh, with Born Center, he was still trying to prove the critics mm-hmm. wrong and trying to kind of live in that space. How do you compare to Drake and, and Kendrick and Jay-Z and all your peers? Right. And then after that, that's when he was just like, man, fuck this shit, mm-hmm. you know? I built my fan base. The only thing I care about is my music and my fans. And that was reflected in Forest Hills Drive and right. everything after that. And now he's like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like literally unstoppable. Yeah. The man sells out arenas. There's just like hardly nobody what, like him I'm except saying. for like, like Drake. Like we, we can go out and have like a huge club night, buy bottles, whatever, be rapper, like be the rapper crew. Right. But it's not fulfilling. It's not something we do. Like it's not even something we probably enjoy. It's probably the most grounded like crew of rappers and yeah, record sure. label, right? Y'all like Dreamville is the most grounded and in touch. Yeah. To me. I, like, I think you know what with the common man, right? Like so when 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 uh when they was having the rapper years, because the, the rapper years did happen, <laughs> Vegas and, <laughs> yes. and and Stockholm and Sweden and all of that, yeah, those yeah. years really did happen. I was already um, a bit older than everyone else, right? Yeah. So I never really necessarily had my rapper years, but you know, you and me, we was DJing, hanging out in Manhattan. We was going out, buying bottles, acting silly, right, right, fucking doing all of that. Um, they probably hit some level of notoriety and fame where they were able to do that in their mid to mid twenties. Um, but by the time they got through that. Yeah, they didn't need to do it no more, and it was really a fact of like you just see everybody getting together as a family. You know, the guys, the women in the clique. It was really just like we're going out to celebrate one another. Mm-hmm. And at some point, people just want to go back to somebody's crib or go eat. Or but that those are really moments that they cherish just being together. Right. You hardly see the Dreamville dudes going out by themselves. You know, ordering mad bottles, just trying to shine in the club. That mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. Not, They're yeah. always together. It's like a family thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it comes from the top, too, as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if, if Cole was on that flossy shit, it would kind of set, set, set the tone. tone for everything. You know, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think so. You're, 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 it, in, you're it, in great company. You it, know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I it's, mean, it's I'm, an awesome. 
I don't take it for granted. Yeah, I know that. So yeah, um, I just I play my part wherever I can help. I help. That's what I do. Awesome, man. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to touch on? Pause. No. <laughs> yeah, covered a lot. That's it. Uh, done. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank I'm you sure for there's a lot more. Yeah, sure. You know, big yeah. shout to uh, Scissor Spins. Scissor <laughs> Spins. <laughs> Rescue coming <laughs> through. <laughs> For engineer uh, Moma, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yo, Night Train, Moma, yeah. yo, Moma, thank you for guest hosting once yes. again. Yes. yes, and then Night Train, yo, man, thank you for coming no. through, man. Thank you, guys. We're gonna, we, you know, sure. keep us updated on what you're doing and what you're dropping and all that shit. I, I will. Man, whatever I can do to help, bro. Don't forget about us. We, yeah, yeah. Don't forget about <laughs> us. <laughs> Light shining. Light shining. Me, me being here is an honor. It's a complete. So please, nah. thank you, guys. Yo, thank you, man. Thank you. And you can check out the video at youtube.com slash roadpodcast. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell for you to get all the videos on Friday as soon as they drop. And then no, no, everyday people, every first <laughs> Sunday in LA, tickets at 20 bucks. Hurry up before they sell out. Damn. I saw that you were serving food, and I, I was in the, trying to make my way to the little area, but... We were just going over there where you were selling food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a taco stand, and sometimes we also have like outside food vendors come through. Man, yeah, I so wish I known. You know, helping out my Mexican people with the taco stands. Back to Always. you. Always. Yeah, back to me. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks, James. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Big shout out to uh, DJ City. Uh, everything sponsored by DJ City. We appreciate you. Uh, that's it. Thank Peace. you for the view. Easy. <laughs>